is he doing in the uniform, General Hogan? Please. Oh, you went too far. I must report this. It would be worth my life if I do not report this. It's only until tomorrow. Maybe you take it off again. Uh, after he steals the tank. Oh? From the Panzer Division. Oh! He brings it here into the Panzer Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs> for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers. New opportunities. Yeah, we Clicking sounds. Sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rain. The instrument, a Geiger counter, is converting radioactivity into sounds we can hear. Hello and welcome to Tank Riot. It's time to turn up the volume, secure your helmet, and close the hatch. Because we're ready to go with episode 184. I am with Victor. Hello. Sputnik. Hey. And I am Tor. So uh, who wants to uh, kick off with a, a topic or well, I would like intro? To s- I'd just like to say thanks to Fishy in the email who sent us the, uh, the request that we finish our trifecta of... Uh, uh, Gilligan's Island, Star Trek, uh, you know, episodes 91, episodes 23, with another favorite where we talk a little bit about Hogan's Heroes. So uh, in a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about Hogan's Heroes and um, that that classic gem. And the trifecta <laughs> is essentially just because I mentioned on the podcast in high school, I used to get together and get stoned and watch... Yeah. Gilligan's but, Island, Star Trek, and Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. We used to laugh our ass off and then to say we were studying and then go home for dinner. And they were so. in reruns when I was a kid, so I was watching that show all the time, too. Oh, yeah. I actually it remember just kept uh, running yeah. and all running. three shows when they were actually on TV, yeah. but I didn't really pay attention to them, per se, until marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here, right? Uh, Hogan's Heroes especially is one of those shows that... You know, you have to grow up with it because if you have to explain it to somebody, they're not going to get it. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll yeah. be fun explaining it a little bit because yeah. it is a weird, 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 weird show. Yeah. It was yeah. then, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I can't, even, I can't even imagine being even closer. But are you guys, did you watch the Black Mirror season this, uh, season four? You, yes. Because I was a huge fan and I think it was a pretty good season and I'm, I, I love, like, f- the entire history of you, I think, is still my favorite episode of that show and, um... I really enjoy the USS Callister episode for their spoofing of Star Trek. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the Orville for their homage to Star Trek, but I love the crazy spoofing in the Callister episode. For some reason, that one, I just thought, and I emailed you guys, I thought, oh, you got to love it. My favorite part <laughs> yeah. of that was just the fact that none of them had genitals. <laughs> yeah, that was I that just was thought hilarious. that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was... Uh, it, it was kind of classic sci-fi too. It was kind of new technology. New technology goes all bad, yeah. And you know, then they got to figure out the issue. And uh, yes, I enjoyed it. Th- that's actually the first and only Black Mirror episode I've seen to date. You haven't um, seen the pig fucker episode yet? 
<laughs> no, I have not. God damn it, Tori. Put that down yeah, on your list. Pig is, fucker episodes. The I, I, next I one you got to watch. I didn't even know about the show until Victor told me to watch well, no, the Callister episode. Now you episode. know about the pig fucker. Some no, of the I episodes know. are really, really, really dark and sad. And sometimes I leave the episode, I'm like, oh my God, did I really need to watch that episode? Like, <laughs> yeah. Shut Up and Dance was an episode that was so sad like that. And um, there, So there are a few that just hit really tragic, horrible depths. And then wow. some are like, is this going to go really tragic and horrible? And then it kind of doesn't. And you're like, oh, good. I'm relieved because yeah, everything wow. didn't go horribly wrong for everybody. But the show has this storyline of technology near future going bad and being abused. And I don't know, morals going out the window for everybody. Well, <laughs> it just seems to. Re- the thing yeah. with Black Mirror is that it's often compared to Twilight Zone, which I think is not really a very fair comparison at all, because essentially the underlying message of it all is um, O. Henry meets the obvious fact that technology is isolating and sad and tragic. Yeah. And, you kind of see that in every episode over and over again. It's like, oh, I have a device and I use it for this. Oh, guess what? I've been dead for 500 years or <laughs> I'm going to fuck a pig or I'm, yeah. 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 So, so it's kind of like, um, yeah, it, it just sort of, it's, it's, it just kind of circles around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big spiral into, yeah, technology is isolating and, and, yeah, mm-hmm. sad. A couple episodes I liked. Crocodile, I, I thought was so tragically sad. But uh, also the one that I think bears uh, mentioning is Metalhead, which is kind of a post-apocalypse future one that is very sparse in its storytelling. But I thought it was pretty fun. I, I mean, have to, I have to say, I loved Metalhead. Yeah, that yeah. was that was hmm. good. They kind of broke out of the format a they little did. bit for that one, which I think I would encourage them to do more. But, yeah, because yeah. you're seeing some of the same technologies pop up over and over, like yeah, uh, yeah. eye recordings and things like that. So that's right. Yeah. And and after a while, it's kind of like uh, it reminded me of that movie with uh, Ray Fiennes. Um, oh God, mm. you know where they put the squid on top of their head and they can record all the feelings oh, and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strange things. Strange days. Strange days. Is that the one? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's yeah, it's an oldie. <laughs> it is an oldie, but <laughs> the thing is still kind of the same. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, what if you know, as we move closer to the singularity. Yep. What if we find out that it's actually we lose our humanity and any moral compass and it's somewhat isolating? Yeah, that's the thing hmm. about Black Mirror is, is you have to like <laughs> you have to accept all these what ifs because, yeah. yeah, OK, we are, you know, we are slowly accepting these technologies that dehumanize us. But are we also mm-hmm. going, you know, obviously we live in America, so we see a lot of negatives right now. But like, mm-hmm. are we really going to let morals and justice just fall by the wayside so that we can just do whatever we want? And, and the answer you know, is a big yeah. yes, <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah, I don't. I don't mean to derail into politics, but I can't believe today I heard the president uh, said, <laughs> "Do we have to get so many people from shithole countries coming to America? Can't we get more Norwegians?" <laughs> Well, that's simply because he was just talking to the Norwegian prime minister, and that's that's all. We should stop promoting. It's 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 a lot less surprising if you just think about your really cranky grandpa who watches oh, Fox yeah. News every day yeah. with his hand on the button. Your racist Alzheimer's grandpa <laughs> with his yeah. finger well, on the yeah. nuclear button. I mean, honest. Okay, there's two things I would say about that. One is. Um, would we be the first country in the world to have merit-based immigration? No, we would not. No. Number two, Africa is pretty troubled. It's pretty much the the hotline. The Middle East is actually fairly calm now compared with um, yeah. Africa. Africa's now the fault line for because let's see why uh poor almost non-existent governance, mm-hmm. 
widespread corruption and, uh, oh yeah, a lot of young uh, disillusioned men and children who can be hooked on drugs and turned into child soldiers. And then, of course, there's the young girls that can be sold into slavery. So, you know, there's something it's, for everybody it's, there. It's got its problems. But I, I just can't believe in a briefing the president would say something. I mean, I can believe it, obviously. I'm not, I'm not shocked, shocked. Right, but, yeah. like, the, the Washington Post was on Reddit this afternoon saying uh, on their official account, this is the first time we've used a swear word in a headline, and we would only do that if someone like the Pope or the President or someone important says something like that, and we need to print it in context. So we don't just willy-nilly throw <laughs> shithole around. You, you didn't really have to. You could have said star, 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 hole, and we'd pretty much get it. Now, if, I, if you would have said asshole or shithole, would the meaning have changed a great deal? I don't think so. But, right. you know... Oh, man. It's, just. it's like, again... It's it's the argument we've been talking about for yeah. years on this podcast, which is you cannot hire somebody from the private sector who's used to having everything their own yeah. way. <clears throat> I'm sure he talks like this all the time. Yeah. I'm sure all of these clowns, mm. once the microphone is off, right. will talk this well, way. Well, if you saw the Golden yeah. Globes and everyone was all excited about Oprah Winfrey, oh, she's another person who for the last 35 years has had everything handed to her. And yes, men, you know, <sighs> everyone just agrees with her all the time. These people don't just jump into politics and just be able to get along and understand government. You know, they are used to everyone yeah. telling them, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, my God. That's not how government mm-hmm. works. The Golden Globes and, you know, the wearing of the black yeah. and the whining. And then two or three <laughs> days of Oprah Winfrey for president. And that's better how than what we have now? Oh, yeah, another person with no political fucking experience. Yeah. Hey, I don't care if it's the dog catcher <laughs> or the coroner. At least they've worked in civil service. Yeah. For Christ's sake, is that a lot to ask for? I think Another it, billionaire who's yeah. never had to buy groceries for themselves should be the chief executive? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And here's another thing, too. And that's not too. news, though, either, because George H.W. Bush <laughs> didn't even know how a supermarket worked. You know, there, <clears> are, <throat> there, there have been, you know... Uh, billionaire Hollywood, Hollywood can yeah. go fuck itself and I'm sure if they could figure out a way to do it that well actually they have award shows that is millionaires yeah. fucking themselves in the ass up their own ass now here's a group of people who didn't say shit for decades but now all of a sudden it's like whoa Jesus Christ I don't care you know like Rose McGowan Meryl Streep what did she know what did she not know yeah. uh, Matt Damon uh I'm tiny. I'm doing another. Uh, okay, yeah. here's the the newest one that I love is uh, the one about the post and the Pentagon Papers. Is yeah. that another one where we got to rub one out and say, "Gosh, it was better back then." Well, that I movie, mean, like every trailer I've seen for the post, looked like it was just not me. I, I was like, "Is this about the Pentagon Papers?" Because I couldn't yes. even tell by the yes. trailers. I was like, "Is this really about the?" Because they made it look so boring and so uninteresting. Yeah. And yeah. I've heard from reviewers that it's just exposition <clears throat> about how important this is over and over again to history yeah. and everything. And it didn't sound like how I, when we talked about the Pentagon Papers, it's not how I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was really a crazy, interesting uh, story of being, doing the right thing under duress and then, you know, the, everyone doing a bit of the right thing. And, and yeah, oh, yeah, I thought it was a cool story. And it sounded like they just churned it out into a pile of Crap. It's like here in Madison, yeah. you know, if they're moving the DOT out where, you know, no poor people or people of color can get a driver's license, so therefore they can't vote or have any kind of... Now, that's a legitimate complaint. Yeah. However, if not being able to wear your ass as a hat so you can't be a superstar, I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Well, I just don't. 
Yeah, I think it's it's too bad it had to go to Hollywood because there are little abuses that happen in the workplace all the time. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, but we're not really focusing on that, are we? No, we're, no. We're focusing on Harvey Weinstein. We're it's focusing because on Congress. It, and, it's because of you know the tabloid journalism and the fact that right. blah blah blah. It only yeah, but again, the Golden Globes again yeah. took all that away and focused like, look, we're all wearing black. Oh gosh! I didn't actually. Wa- yeah. I only had it on because I was looking for Last Man on Earth, and it was delayed because oh. of a football game or something. <laughs> I, just, I kept the TV off that night because yeah. I knew it would be on. Yeah, I just didn't even want to make it take a chance of watching it. I just hope that the Oprah thing is a, a little tide for people to feel good about themselves, and it goes away because she's just a billionaire pampered person who honestly supports a lot of woo. I don't. I you know she's a professional TV present presentator or whatever. She's not. She, you know, she doesn't understand government, but she brought us Dr. Oz. She brought us Dr. Phil. She supports, she's, mm-hmm. she's just one step above Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, in my opinion, as far as, you know, Gwyneth's latest thing about sticking coffee up your ass, you know, to, sure. you know, oh. make yourself <laughs> magically also, feel better. There's also, and doctors s- say, don't do that. There's <laughs> also steaming your vagina yes. and also Something about uh, an egg. sticking jade rocks up <laughs> yeah. it too. Yeah. So she's got an yeah. obsession with that. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So go, go to the Goop page. <laughs> go to the to Goop it. website. if you <laughs> Go to the Goop page. After you watch the pig fucker black mirror. today's episode brought to you by Goop. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, anyways, sorry. Uh, to I, I don't know. I just I just found that to be so self interested yeah. and so whining, and you know, and now <laughs> and of course since today we had to have our tiny little mayor throw his tiny uh, little hat into the ring for governor. Now you yep. don't know who Paul Soglin is. Our listeners, listeners don't care, but listen to this. You don't. You don't care, <laughs> and and there's no reason you should care. It's just. I found for once I actually agreed with Scott Walker when he said, do we really need another piece of Madison? I mean, it's like, no, we really don't, because this is a section of Madison that everyone is trying to forget. This is the 70-plus people from the anti-war years, these old, out-of-touch relics who all they worry about are public food markets. and Getting the homeless people out of the streets so they don't bother people. And don't sell booze. Yeah. Yeah. No booze at Taco no Bell. No sandwich boards, goddammit. <laughs> no sandwich boards. Seriously, we, we on State Street, one of our main uh, drags in town, they, yeah. they voted not to allow booze at the at the Taco Bell Cantina. Now, can and, you get shit-faced in like 20 other places? Yeah. Yes, you can. Right next door and then go yeah. to the Taco Bell Cantina? Well, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it is a hive of scum and villainy. But yeah. You just go to that cantina now, but it, it, there's no booze served like in the cantina. Taco Bell has been deemed a recovery zone. <laughs> That's yeah, where I know. you go after you've been drinking. Yeah. Build your strength it's, and mana it's not up where a little you go bit. Have a drink. supreme, so you can induce vomiting. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. so you don't die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, we, we used to do the same at Parthenon's Gyros. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I still do that at lunch every now and then because that's just gluttony, <laughs> but man. You know, Parthenon. But the thing, yeah. the point I was trying to make is, our listeners don't know who Paul Soglin is, and most people outside the city limits of, of Madison don't know who Paul Soglin is. What they do know is he's the guy that does all these really stupid symbolic things, like. Yeah hunting all over Madison for something that could be considered a, consider, a Confederate monument and then having it pulled up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. a, a warplane wanted to land in Madison for a show, and it was the only still-flying Henkel HE-111. And it had a swastika painted on it. So, of course, he couldn't have that, so oh. he wouldn't allow it to land. Uh, cops can't buy ammunition. <laughs> How the hell does that get on his desk in the first place? What? 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 A what? plane with a swastika coming to Madison? Because he rep- Hogan! He repre- because he, he represents <laughs> an area of the Democratic Party that worries about stupid symbols. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Stupid, stupid symbols yeah. that mean nothing. Like Oprah Winfrey yeah. for president. Mm-hmm. She's woman. She's a woman. And she's black. Oh, my God. We have to have her. She's <laughs> yeah. also a self-interested billionaire who yeah. has no political experience. But yeah. by all means, let's let's start <laughs> flying that banner now. I'm not happy yeah. about Paul Soglin, so I hope he drifts off into the haze of other candidates. But we'll see. Doesn't, I, it doesn't mean anyway the Coke uh, money's going to bury all the Democrats. Probably, yeah, I think probably. there's about 12 Democrats. So yeah. it, it's well, Can you name any of them? Paul Soglin. <laughs> there you go. Fred. I don't know. Some, yeah, there Alan. are. Alan. <laughs> is Tony Evers doing the governor? Let's say that he is. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And it won't matter right up until election day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. the, it's the, I think it's the Wisconsin Democratic Party that, that's making this like really one-sided because they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not a strong political force. So yeah. all, all hats are being thrown in the ring and, and we're going to end yeah. up with a monkey Hey, me. Show. No, me. Yeah, no, yeah. me. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Who are you? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I stand for good things. Mm-hmm. I stand for okay. What does my sign say in my front yard uh, about allowing people in from all different countries and three different languages? Yeah. And love is love, and science is science, and and now we have to turn mm-hmm. our yards into bumpers too. I guess you do, but you don't have to. But it is Madison, so it's a good idea. It is Madison, too. so many people do. Yeah. Because they're trying to influence the neighbors that they never talk to? Or? Yeah. I put tombstones up at Halloween, but that's about it. Like, yeah. is he dead? You know, I have those. Yeah. Those are really yeah. important. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. So I'm using an Apple computer, and it's just a crapple computer because it keeps sending me this error message, and it won't fix it. And I don't even want to bitch about it, but wow. yeah, that's... Uh, anyway. All right. Okay. So... Anywho, Hogan's Heroes... How about oh, that? I, yeah. wanted to, I wanted to ask you about a double feature that I recently saw. Because okay. this is just a just little more dumb media stuff because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've seen one of these movies. Uh, Godzuki and I, well, the whole group sat down to watch the Lego Ninjago movie. <laughs> I don't suggest it. <laughs> Highly suggest <laughs> avoiding it. Lego Batman was so good it lulled me into a sense of security that maybe as a children's <laughs> film I might enjoy this. I really did not. So then uh, Godzuki went to bed, and then the Viking Prince and I decided to continue the double feature with Mother, (laughs) the Javier Bardem, um, uh, directed by What's-His-Face, Jennifer Love, whatever, Lawrence. Did you watch that? I I got 10 minutes in, and I said, this is shit. You made the right choice, sir. (laughs) Um, I, I just really, you know, I thought, well, maybe this is going to be an interesting mystery, and we'll, it'll be like Rosemary's Baby, where something crazy mm-hmm. happens toward the end, and, and I, by, by like an hour into it, I was like, holy crap, get to the crazy already, because this is a slog, yeah. and I really felt like it was a t- terrible kind of waste of time, but um, I did not enjoy it. I mean, I, I've heard that it's, it's very divisive, but I'm obviously on the side of, whoa, this was so... Poor Darren Aronofsky directed it, so sometimes he gets a little bit, you know, too into himself. I th- I think honestly, part of the problem was is that Javier, <laughs> Javier Bardem and J Law are both highly overrated as actors. I think they're faces, mm-hmm. and I think that's about it. But I don't think they're honestly that good. I mean, if you do the Hunger Games things for yeah. like ten or twenty years, okay, fine, it's yeah. a slot, it's it's a, it's a niche. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after that, you're pretty much just doing Lionsgate films, you know, those kind of films which you, you get in Redbox. Yeah. You know, it's like rated R for constant nudity and violence and foul language. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the plot? Doesn't really matter. It's constant nudity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, Javier Bardem really got me in No Country for Old Men. So 
I became a huge fan of his, but I can see what you mean because he's not doing anything particularly interesting here. Oh, and want, the whole plot hear, itself is just. Do ugh, you want to hear some J Law? Uh, some some good J Law uh, gossip. So <laughs> you know me. She was um, she was uh, in some movie with uh, Chris Pratt. Yes, I saw that Passengers. Yeah, right or something like that. Yeah, the pass- I don't know. And uh, so Space. Chris Pratt had been married to Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. So apparently. Uh, J-Law and Chris Pratt had a really sloppy public affair on the set, uh, you know, of Passengers and then past that. And then J-Law had the great idea of having the two of them canoodling in a hammock made into, uh, had the picture made into coffee mugs and handed them out to all the cast and everything. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that kind of reminds me of, um, oh God, what's her name? Um, the one that, uh, you know, played Tinkerbell and Hook. Uh yeah, um, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, and uh, <laughs> she she went off to uh, fuck one of the cameramen, and then she called uh, her uh, his wife and with him there and offered uh, her two hundred grand for him. You know, so it has that kind of good feel to it. So Whoa. now Chris Pratt, in trying to, to like build his public image back up, uh, likes to thank his Lord uh, and Savior yeah. Jesus Christ a lot. I was unhappy about Cause, that. Because you know what? When you fuck up, I used to love, when I was a kid, I used to love to watch the 700 Club because I used to love the parade of losers that would come on here. I mean, these are people that would mm-hmm. talk about shit that you could not even imagine. And it was always the same thing. The bigger the fuck up, the more Jesus loves you. And it always reminded me of Rasputin, you know? It was like he belonged to that that particular sect mm. where, um, you know, having experienced God's grace and forgiveness is is like this, the main point of, of Christianity, you're closest to God. So he would go out and sin every day just so he could repent. <laughs> and he kind of had that kind of feel to everything too. So, so like yeah. J-Law, it's like J-Law and Chris Pratt for me. And, and then when mm-hmm. I saw, oh my God, they're doing another Jurassic who gives a fuck. I had no idea that it was even coming, but oh yeah, my God. it's already in the can apparently. I loved wow. dinosaurs when I was a kid, but yeah. boy, I, I'm to the point now where I just hate them. Yeah, our <laughs> last movie was pretty bad. Yeah, so. I, I don't think there's much to look forward to for movies coming up either. It's like, well, Black Panther, and it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, if I remember the story of Black Panther, and I vaguely do, he's like from some super Wakanda. advanced, you know, mechanized mm-hmm. uh, African nation. Yeah, Trump cited it in a tweet or something, I think. <laughs> but, real but that's African the point, is that, you know, like the real Africa is like anything but <laughs> right, that. Right. It's like, it is kind of like this, like, oh God, what can you possibly mm-hmm. do here that would be more heinous and and uh i think they're the source of vibranium or something like that in the marvel universe so that they become a very rich uh you know hidden technological society that is that what captain america's dildo is made out of i believe so yes okay awesome yeah (laughs) but yeah oh yeah yeah sorry anyways i just thought you would enjoy that with the j-law and the chris pratt because i I remember turning to you at uh when we're watching uh star yeah you told me and i said oh you know chris pratt really loves jesus now yeah, I had no idea. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of Captain America, I've uh, the family has started to catch up on uh, the Marvel movies that we've been missing because it's hard to get to the theater for every single one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one yeah. of them we watched was uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. 
Yep. And, and I have to say, that was an excellent movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people bitched and moaned about it, but I thought it was great. And I liked Winter Soldier, too. Even the Red Skull was good in that one. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same yeah. guy. He was, you know. Hugo Weaving. The Elf King. Yes. He was V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. He was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. He was oh, in yeah. the interview. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that Australian. Yes. I love that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, I love Hugo Weaving. Yeah. 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 He, he was great. Uh, Winter Soldier had that. Well, have you seen Winter Soldier yet? That one's it's in the mail. Okay, okay, it, never it, mind. It, <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier it was really, come this weekend. Yeah, Winter yeah. Soldier was really good too. So uh-huh. there were some action scenes that I thought in Winter Soldier were even better than in the third Captain America movie with um yeah. let's just say without spoiling anything, um Nick Fury. There's some Nick Fury yeah. things and even yeah, yeah, there's some stuff with Captain mm. America that are just like fantastically yeah. staged uh, action scenes. Captain America was yeah. always one of my favorite characters, and, and when he's used correctly, mm-hmm. like in Winter Soldier, for instance, yeah. or even the first one actually was very good. And mm-hmm. there's, a really el- there's a real element of sadness to it, too, because yeah. he's like this guy that just wants to do the right thing, but then constantly kind of loses, really, and to the point where you know he's frozen. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> like his whole world is fucking gone, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. But, Do you have like a chart to know which ones to go in what yeah, order? Like the Marvel verse. Yeah, I, I, mean, I did hit Wikipedia, yeah. and I had to load up my Netflix queue with, with all order. their all their missing movies in order, mm-hmm. and we're yeah about halfway through that list. Uh, so it it's yeah it they're fun to catch up on. We we also yeah. saw the the Incredible Hulk. Um, oh yeah, you oh, saw the one the, with um, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Edward yeah. Norton. He added some touches that I liked. Um, yeah. that were an improvement on the Ang Lee film, of course. I mean, that obviously. Yeah, I, I like both a little. Which bit, was, I guess, an older film. Yes. Yeah, I, I did not see that one. Yeah, don't don't bother backing up at this it, point. Right. It's not really. It's you know Eric Bana and Nick Nolte. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, in the starring role, but it takes forever to kind of get to the point, and plus they really fucked with the major the storyline big time, which they shouldn't have. Uh, on no. the Edward Norton and Curly? No, 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 the no. other the, one the, that the you have The other one, seen. Eric Bana, the okay. original one. So there's been that one, then uh, the Edward Norton, which I thought had some nice touches to yeah. it, but then yeah. I think the best is, of course, now the Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Edward right. Norton one had a lot of nods to Bill Bixby, um, yeah. who's a close friend yeah. of Richard who Dawson, was, who we'll talk about later. Who was actually on, yes. Yes. on the TV playing... Uh, what uh, Eddie's father movie TV show, whatever it was, they had in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, on the TV was Bill Bixby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my thought on the Incredible Hulk is, uh, they did a great job filming the shots and structure, and you know, writing all the scenes. But uh, when it came to editing, I thought the editing was really odd and not good. Well, because. I would agree with that. It, it yeah. had that lost footage, kind of herky-jerky, kind of yeah. like, this doesn't make sense to me. Where are we now? Kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. And you got to remember that Ed Norton is sometimes a very difficult actor to work with with directors. So oh, God. Read the story of American yeah. History X. He's well known for being difficult. Yeah. So sometimes there might yeah. be some choppiness because they just couldn't fit his, you know, auteur nature of he an actor. He director into cry things, so, yeah. in American History X. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Allegedly. Well. <laughs> Definitely. No, he did. <laughs> we did see this through the Netflix. Netflix DVD, so mm-hmm. I had the deleted scenes and uh, some other stuff on the disc, mm-hmm. and uh, basically I thought maybe using some of the deleted scenes and, you know, it could have been put together better. It, the beginning really threw me. It, it ticked me off while I was watching it because it seemed like a clip show. It seemed like a trailer for the movie when I was seeing the beginning, not knowing what the movie yeah, would be, because right. they clipped through it. And what it, it was just the origin story mm-hmm. without dialogue, just throwing up 
the opening credits over the whole how the Incredible Hulk happened. So I thought it, they were doing a trailer, and then we'd go to the movie and go back and do it again, but we never went back to it, hmm. and it it just threw me. So I I don't know. Yeah, Victor I would, and I would, have, have I often talked about different. the misleading nature of trailers, and and that's a great example of mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. Where, yeah. where you watch it, and there's no part of the movie that this represents. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. It wasn't a trailer; it was opening credits, but it looked like it it had the had the feel of a trailer, which was weird. Right. Mm. And uh, another, the TV show we talk about, Space 1999. Yes. And some of those, the, the way they start, and this is just fun for the show, but they say they'll have, in this episode, and then they'll have, like, clips of some of the, the cool shots they got. Right. You know, before you even see the episode, so you're, like, all hyped up. Yeah, I'm going to sit or, you know, and watch, <laughs> watch this on TV. But that's what it felt like in that, it, it looked like a, in this episode, except it wasn't in the in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now Space 1999 yeah. had a, a moon base, right? Yeah, moon base, yeah. Moon base Alpha. Alpha. Right. So can we name the first moon base, moon base Alpha? Because I think oh, that'd I be a good so. name. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. That, if we ever go back, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Trump actually... <laughs> well, I, uh, you mean go there in the first place? Trump recently uh, tasked NASA to uh, have a mission to Mars by 2020 uh, while cutting their budget yeah. dramatically. So... Good luck with that. <laughs> right, yeah. The Chinese want to go, and if there's any reason to go before, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. Although I, I honestly think that leaps and bounds, uh, people like Elon Musk are just going to end up doing it, and then NASA will be like, oh, oh, you know oh what? let's hang her on on this, and we'll, we'll, we'll join you. Elon <laughs> Musk, just produce your fucking cars and shut the fuck up about I don't know, man. If he, if he lands something on the moon, I'd oh, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> A high def camera, Elon someone Musk. out on the moon with a GoPro. Come on, he, he I'd wrote, watch he that an all article. day long. He had an interview in Rolling Stone <laughs> recently. God, I wanted to kick him in the nuts so fucking hard after reading. I'm so misunderstood, and I'm so alone. I just have billions of dollars, and I'm such a visionary, but I'm alone. I disagree with him it's on like, AI, okay. but most things I kind of agree with him on. You know, this exploration. Well, yeah, you can you can say whatever you want, but don't make it sound like. I mean, he's like reading a popular mechanics in 1947 mm-hmm. someday your sofa will fly <laughs> right you know what it's like <laughs> shut the fuck up make your cars no one cares about your hyperloop no one cares about well you know puerto rico could use solar power you know what puerto rico could use some of your billions of dollars numb nuts <laughs> Try that first. Try yeah. the simpler solution before you go to the solar power. I think the solar power is just a scam. It's not a scam, but it's a it's a way to get his foot in the door oh, to be like, Christ. hey, I'm saving Puerto Rico. But it's, it's like, and now, for a glimpse of the future, here's Elon Musk. Someday, <laughs> I will build a craft. Uh, a TARDIS, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Da, 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 da. Futurists just kind of pucker my yeah, ass yeah. because it's like we got enough things to deal with right now. I don't care what it's going to be like at the singularity. So or... I won't get you talking about Ray Kurzweil tonight yeah. or anything like that. We should leave Ray out of it. Yeah. Although, yeah, Musk. He's not. He's not really a futurist. I mean, he's 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 working through. He's you know developing his thing. He's developing his car. He's developed his rocket. So yeah. he's. He's set goals and he's trying to achieve them. That's which is fine. Yeah, stay focused. <laughs> stay focused on that shit. Right. Make it happen. Stop and doing then these say, interviews. Here it is. Instead of, but someday there will be this. <laughs> yeah. It's like I I don't. That's great. 
That's great. I mean, you could pull anything out of your ass, but unless you can actually make it happen someday, you know, we're developing that at uh, Musk Labs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, did you guys watch the Christmas episode of uh, Doctor Who? I did, yeah. Did you enjoy it? I didn't watch it. it. No, I didn't see it. I liked it. I love the the janitor from... Harry Potter, who plays the first Doctor. He's done it before, and he's just brilliant. I, I've never seen anything related with Harry Potter, so I have no idea. Um, well, you know, the um, uh, the guy who plays the first Doctor also did a special where he did the real yes. life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that, guy, that yeah, actor. You know, he does okay, such yeah. a good job of, okay. of the first Doctor that is just uncanny. It, it was a very good story. I, I, I loved it for two reasons. One, it was a good story. Number two, I'm really glad that Doctor is gone and dead. Mm-hmm. And number three, I'm glad that there's God, a female Doctor. Peter Capaldi can swear again. <laughs> for God's sakes. I think it's Moffat that I'm more mad about than anything. I'm done with Moffat. I'm, I can't, you know, we're done with, this is the last Moffat. Now we're going on to a new writer. Uh, you know, there's a new head writer. They're going to they're gonna start it all over again. And I think that's a wonderful, much like the Packers, it's a wonderful choice. Fire everybody. <laughs> yeah. Start over. Move on. Let's go from scratch a little bit. Something I don't think it was Capaldi's fault yeah. so much. I think it was a lot of the writing and he's oh, a terrible and, and head let's writer. hire some more talent from the Cleveland Browns. Hey, we didn't <laughs> yeah. win a single fucking game. <laughs> you are awesome, sir. You're hired. How would you like to move to Green Bay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, nothing could go wrong with this. You so, know, yeah. <laughs> so, this execution. Someday we'll have the entire Cleveland Browns team. Yeah. I was, Somewhere uh, in the future. I was calling us the Green Bay Browns. <laughs> During the end of the season, I was like, I'm just going to watch his last Green Bay Browns game. Oh, you know, he was a great coach until some shit happened. <laughs> and now he's just a defensive coach. It's like, well, what was that shit there, Barnaby? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? No, no, it doesn't matter. He's a he's a good no. man to have. <laughs> okay, good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, we're, cu- we're all caught up on world events, hmm? Yeah. Well, such as they are. Such as they are. So should we, so s- say we all. slip back to World War II in a prison camp? The zaniness of World War II. Yeah. That is just an insane premise that they course, would set it. Of course, no. it wasn't the original. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be held in an American prison in yes. present day, but it only took one of the co- co-creators one solar day to change it to... One solar day. (laughs) More wine, cockroach. See, I can see how this story could start in an American prison and be like the prisoners outsmarting the evil warden kind of thing. I could totally see the placement just being written like Mm -hmm. that. And then all of a sudden, Uh someone sees Stalag 17 or whatever and says, Oh, let's uh, call this Stalag 13. There was a lot of legal uh, um, slap and tickle over that. But of course... uh, the judge rightly ruled. Actually, the judge above the case that ruled on that said, and you think Stalag 17 and Hogan's Heroes is the same how exactly? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we're talking about a group where um, they actually had a steam room in the tunnel system, but then said, no, nah, that's a little too much. That's a little too out there. <laughs> we got to oh, tone no, that it's, down. It's okay that the flagpole is, is an antenna capable of communicating with sub-submerged submarines. Or, so, so let's communicate this to some people who have no idea what we're talking Hogan's oh, who Heroes. Who has not seen Hogan's Heroes? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we have listeners who have seen Hogan's Germany, Heroes. Even in Germany, by yeah. the 90s, they had finally gotten to see Hogan's Heroes. So what was it, 1965, that they did the uh, black and white pilot? And that's where they had the steam room. And uh, right. oh, I've never seen the pilot. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. the pilot. Okay. It's, it's available on YouTube too. William oh, okay. Christopher is in it too. Uh, Father Monkey. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, who's recycled many times? Yeah, they yeah. did that to a bunch of them. And um, okay. so then, then when uh, I think it was CBS that picked it up, right? 
Yeah. They uh they then went announced this whole it's all going to be color so then they started everything filmed in color. So mm-hmm. yeah, said in a, it, a lot of people say it's a World War II concentration camp but it's not. No, it's, it's a, a loof style. Yeah. Which for our listeners who don't know what that is, that's if you saw the movie Hearts War that would be closer to what a loose Stalock really is. A real shithole where they just cram you into something with no heat, no food, and no place to take a dump. <laughs> you know, so this is really not like that at all. But um, in any case... But it must, have drove, it must have drove you nuts because, all right, you've got all these German officers and you've got, uh, you know, you've got Schultz, you've got uh, Klemp... Uh, well, Werner Klemper. You've got Klink. You know, uh, Colonel Clink, but they're all wearing the wrong uniforms like all the time. Basically, they're all wearing no, no, different those, symbols. Those are stuff. all Luftwaffe uniforms. Well, some of them were retired way before the war, and some of them, like, they're not wearing oh. stripes, and they're all, like, just kind of like a random assortment. Yeah. Of, it's German looking. For the most <laughs> yeah. part, though, they were yeah. pretty accurate. I mean, you had the only thing that I took offense at was that a lot of times when they were doing missions or there were Germans on patrol at night, Mm -hmm. they were wearing SS ceremonial uniforms. (laughs) They were wearing all black. You know, and it's like, no, Uh they do that in parades, and then Mm -hmm. you see that they're all black. But normally Uh it was gray, you know, like Wehrmacht gray. Mm -hmm. So, and then, but, Uh but yeah, uh, all the Germans in the camp had Luftwaffe uniforms. Klink had a, had a, a Luftwaffe uniform. Burkhalter had a correct general staff uniform. Hochstetter had an SS uniform, not Gestapo. Right. He was always des- described as being in the Gestapo, but they didn't wear SS uniforms. They they were part of the SS, but they were plain clothes. They mm-hmm. never they never wore mm-hmm. that. Well, outfit. and some of Clink's stuff show you know, and he shows that he was in World War One. You know, yes, like, like he was a pilot around. in World War One. That's <laughs> yeah. the famous thing where uh, so he had his, that helmet. Yeah, on Hogan's his desk. Head, yeah, uh, yeah, which is known as a pickle halber, mm-hmm. pickle yeah. sticker. Essentially, is what it goes. It uh-huh. was made to uh, deflect saber blows from horseback from Jesus. German cavalry. Wow! But like a bunch of fucking boneheads, they wore them in the trench <laughs> <laughs> until later on in 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 the first in it's like alfalfa. We're, well, we're, we're sticking up here. They can be, see us. You'd be surprised. In the First World War, the French had cloth caps for the longest time. They're like, oh, you know, something metal might be better, <laughs> Mr. Science. <laughs> yeah. so, so they had those weird little tin hats, which, yeah. of course, did a little bit better. But finally, someone said, steal. That's a ticket. Steal. <laughs> oh, that was the best part of the Doctor Who episode was that that uh, guy showed up um, from the, the guy who's always helping the fourth doctor or the third doctor when he was working with that group of British paramilitary. Oh, yes. That, that soldier uh, showed up. Stewart. I was like, it's Lieutenant Le- Stewart. It's got to yes. be him. And I was like, and then I thought, oh, maybe it's not him. And then it turned out to be. I was like super yep. excited. That character is awesome. Yes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. But I was very excited to see that character yeah. immediately. He was a reoccurring character. Yeah. He was especially prevalent in the third doctor yes, third with John doctor. Pertwee mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he was the head of unit. Which is the group yes. that works directly Unit. with the doctor? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was also in the Tom Baker mm-hmm. Fourth Doctor yes. episodes quite a bit too. Yeah. So, but and he's yeah, he's kind of a recurring character. So I'm I'm just very glad that the the new Doctor is female, and it ended with a real cliffhanger. So that should all be good. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, a woman can't drive a TARDIS. So I'm sorry that was such a sexist ending or whatever. So well, actually, like, kind of the same. I'm thing sorry, Tor. Well, I just can't. Yeah, the, the same thing <laughs> happened to Matt Smith though. I mean, I know, he, he I fucking know. fell out of it I know, too. I know. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> when the doctor changes, the TARDIS changes. Yeah, and everything yeah. everything goes All a little wackadoo for yeah. a few seconds. Wow. So it's not a major. It's just something that happens. Anyway, so how do the TARDIS they... controls turn out to be all pink and everything? Or we don't oh, know God. what the new. Oh, yeah. you haven't Wouldn't seen the TARDIS. Yeah, yet. Well, let's... we hope it's we we hope it's it's Wisconsin hot hunting pink. Yes. Hot there's, hunting there's something pink. else yeah. for our listeners yeah. out here. We're the first day camouflage pink to have blaze pink. <laughs> To get the women folk, the gals out there yeah. to hunt, you know. I told you there were 12 uh, toddler licenses sold for the deer hunting oh season, my right? God. <laughs> Welcome on. to Wisconsin. Come on, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, that deer's not going to shoot itself. Hold that rifle up. You, you, you know, God, re- really, uh, a steel hamlet was not a bad idea right here in Wisconsin yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Whenever I was bird hunting, I'd stay the heck out of the woods during deer hunting season. Uh-huh. You know, that was, that was like... <laughs> You did Some not. kind of Hanna Barbera cartoon, Woo-hoo! you know. Yeah, <laughs> my parents they, they used to have. They had a police scanner because they lived out in the country, and during hunting season, gun season, I should be more specific, not bow. And there's black powder, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. let's face it, the DNR are such whores that they'll. Like, <laughs> if you want to shoot a pigeon with a howitzer, you can do that. It's yeah. trebuchet season this it's weekend. Tre- <laughs> <laughs> that was- Shot week. <laughs> it's the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> now, Claymore season just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. All right, that's a ticket. A good clean kill. <laughs> I say, what's that puffs gun you have there? <laughs> Anyways, um, fuck, I forgot what the hell I was talking about. Uh, it was a, the scanner your parents had, I think. Oh yeah, they turned it on Ooh. during gun season, and um. And you you would hear the you would hear the I mean I know it's 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 not funny but it is because people were constantly it's like you know Ferd Thudpucker he's he's been deer hunting for eighty some years now he saw that 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 thirty pointer and had the big one up in the tree so he's hanging by a cord like a fruit bat deader than a doornail oh. or some guy gets out of his car and he's gonna seize a buck he lays the gun across the roof and the mother in law gets out oh. from the passenger side yeah. boom oh. well there's every now and then having to strap both of them to the hood oh, oh, also God. the also the guys that get uh, shot by their dog because they put the loaded gun in the back. <laughs> Seat. I oh. love those. And the dog shoots the because they pull the oh. trigger and shoots him in the ass. <laughs> so I mean they're not killed or anything, so it can be more funny. But yeah, shot by my dog. Hey, guess who's got a new asshole? Yeah, exactly. Your dog well, we got you a new asshole. Like I said, we got a young gentleman out here. He's got a bullet wound. And they go, where exactly is the bullet wound? And they go, ah, uh, the inseam. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh my god. <sighs> yeah. All right. So I'm shocked that in 1965, so close to the end of the war, uh, that this years. was a good idea. It was 20 years yeah. after the <laughs> World War II was ended. And uh, so yep. there, there were a lot of comedies, there were a lot of spy shows, and, yes. and there were a lot of war themes going around at mm-hmm. that time. Yes. So people were into it. They were into like this kind of genre. But why was World War II popular at that particular period of time? I don't know, the Cold War? Yes, <clears throat> because the World War II... Themed shows and movies were very popular in America, and people wanted to show them to show how we fought this good fight then, and we're still fighting that good fight now in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the same, it's no mistake that it's the same period of time. So, so that's why you get Hogan's Heroes, <clears throat> Garrison's Gorillas, Rat Patrol, uh, Combat. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's uh, I had a Rat Patrol lunchbox, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I still had that motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. You could uh, you could still carry your luncheon. <laughs> Actually, yeah, later on in high school, I kept my bong and other paraphernalia in there, and I would uh, take that. Yeah. To, I would take that when we would sit down and watch what? Gilligan's Island, Star Trek, and Hogan's Hogan Heroes. Yeah, yeah. So it all tied in. Yeah, it all tied yeah. in. So I loved how I loved how the camp had all these tunnels. Every there were tunnels underneath it everywhere. You yes. were gonna say the flagpole had a little antenna on the top of yeah, it. Yeah. And could communicate with a submerged submarine, yeah. which they could not do. <laughs> no. So that film bitch would have to be really tall. Yeah, so this this was the campiest show in oh, the yeah. world. Oh yeah. My favorite and, and was the, always when they'd listen into to the Thing and clink. So it would be like Hitler. It would be a picture of Hitler giving a speech, but his microphone was actually a real microphone, and the coffee maker was the was the amplifier. Oh yeah. Right? And Hogan would start bitching because he said, "I can't hear anything. Who's, who's making coffee in this again?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dar. I didn't. Yeah, I was just thinking the the coffee maker about that. So that was the microphone. No, it wasn't the uh, microphone. Uh, that uh, was the uh, uh, speaker. The, the speaker. Yeah, so okay. the, so the microphone was it was like it was a picture of Hitler giving a speech, but, yeah. he, but Hitler's microphone was was actually their microphone, and mm-hmm. then they would take the the coffee pot out and they go, well, let's take a listen. Of course, everyone would be in there, and and of right. course, you know, in in real life, you know that you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have a bunch of people just sitting in a room not doing anything. I mean, these guys were used for labor and everything. I oh mean, yeah, there wasn't right. a lot of accuracy with it. Although, right. oh god, it did have quite a bit in terms of my favorite was even as a kid. Is General Burkhalter's car the Mercedes G four? Oh, oh, I love yeah. that car. That, yeah. there, there was only three of those oh. in existence. Yeah, yeah. And that was Hitler's. Uh-huh. Not that particular specific car, but that model was Hitler's favorite. It was yeah. a six by four. I love that car though too. That's. I, I think that I the hate general, that I agreed with Hitler on the, that one. I the general rule awesome. with Mercedes is the older it is, the cooler it looks. No shit, right? Yeah. So in any case, uh, and yeah. then and then Kincho or whatever Ivan Kinch. Dixon, Kinch, he was the one who could do the good Hitler impression and everything. No, that was Larry Hovis who played oh, okay. uh, Sergeant Carter. Carter, Carter. Okay. He was the one he'd comb his hair down and then put the comb right. under his nose for the mustache, and he actually dressed up as Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Clink was like shitting himself <laughs> because, oh no, it's the fear. <laughs> you know, and, and Larry Hovis would get out and he'd be like, you know, spassing out. And, he, Hovis yeah. was weird because I think Hovis was the guy who was married and refused to take off his wedding ring to right. play a bachelor. I'm like, well, very Jerry Lewis. You're an wow. actor, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah, might have yeah. to alter your appearance to be an actor. You know, Maybe I thought that was pull very a big rubber thumb over it. You know, well, That's they made right. him wear. Gloves, yeah, oh, yeah or, or a glove, or wow. put his hand in his pocket. And he, and all this he, which other he stuff. usually did, and yeah. and and that's uh-huh. one thing we should mention because it was always winter in Stalag Thirteen. Oh yeah, that's for right. Continuity. Yeah. We just said all right, you uh-huh. know. And of course, it wasn't. It was in a very hot uh, <laughs> uh, California lot, Culver City, Culver City. Yeah. And and one thing, I, I a couple a couple of little bits here. I have to mention Colonel Hogan's. Uh, iconic leather jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was originally, and I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, Frank Sinatra's in Von Ryan's Express. Yes, I knew, I knew, I haven't seen the movie, but I knew it was Frank oh, Sinatra jacket. It's such an awesome wow. war movie. Cool. Anyways, so. Well, and, and to, to go beyond that, when um, Greg Kinnear played 
Bob Crane in autofocus. In autofocus, the same the jacket. Same jacket because Bob Crane Jr. lent it to him. How fucking wow. creepy is that? He lent wow. him the Frank Sinatra yeah. bomber. I mean, that's wow. like yeah. that's like that uh, guitar company trusting Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, right? with his eighteen right? hundreds guitar. You know? Yeah. <laughs> one thing I have to mention. A little harder to smash a jacket. <laughs> I Although so. it could have been damaged. <laughs> it's, it could, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, no, yeah. Not like Bob later on. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, not if all of us made it out of the seventies tour. Could have had uh, yeah, blood splattered over it. We'll get to that later. later. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know. We got to pace ourselves. I don't know what to talk about. Well, I just wanted yeah. to mention one thing about, because we're talking about Stalag 13 sure. and where it was shot, and mm-hmm. it was always yeah. winter for yep. continuity sake. Always and, patches of snow on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Which it was like always nighttime, it seemed. Uh, that was a night filter. Night it was a day for night filter that they used. <laughs> right. But I mean, the, there usually wasn't, I don't remember a lot of daytime scenes, if any. I mean, well, no, maybe there were. Maybe it, there were. I don't know. I, there are a lot of indoor shots. It, and, it's, yeah, it's mostly indoors. And I think that was the problem because yeah. the windows were always like Clink's windows were always frozen over. Yeah. And then their windows in the barracks were frozen over and shit. But I just wanted to say that yeah. um, this uh, lot that uh, Stalag 13 was on for, for all those six years uh, later on uh, was burned down. Oh, uh, in, in, 1974. In, in the shooting of one of my personal favorite <laughs> grind, Grindhouse movies, which I saw in Ilsa. 1974. Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just take a moment? Can I just take a moment? You might as well, because I knew this was going to come up. Okay. So, Ilsa <laughs> is this very, and I'm talking like Russ Meyer size yeah. breasts. You know, faster pussycat kill kill mm. kind of deal. And these are all natural back in the day. This isn't any of this prosthetic shit. <laughs> and and so here's Ilsa, and she's running this prison camp. And if Ilsa selects you, uh, you better, you better, she better orgasm when you fuck her or she'll have you killed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole plot of a movie. <laughs> Wow. Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, yeah. and in many ways, a fitting tribute to Bob Crane. Add that to your Netflix queue and get on a list. That's what I was going to say. You, you have thumbs up on that? <laughs> Two thumbs way, way up. up. All right, way, way going up. on the queue. It's got to be better queue. than Faster Pussycat, that's for sure, because that movie oh, was fast, Faster Pussycat can't hold a candle to oh, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. That's such a terrible SS. movie. You, if you remember when we went to go see the movie Grindhouse, which mm-hmm. was actually two features, and yeah. in the middle they had <clears throat> several... Uh, um, the fake trailers. trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fake trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that Rob Zombie did yeah. was, it was like She-Wolf of the, you know, Werewolves of the yep. SS yep. or something like the SS Werewolves. Yeah. And that was that was a complete take on <laughs> Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's that's like, awesome. oh yeah, I'm not the only one that <laughs> was like, yes, I... Come I love on. that movie so much. What a fitting end to a set. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah, Vulcan Zeros <laughs> and then Ilsa She-Wolf of the Grindhouse movie. Yeah, totally. Woof. Totally. Woof. Uh, but, um, so so the basic premise was, here is a, uh, an allied uh, collection, So because we have Brits, we have French, we have Americans, and they're all uh, more or less stationed at Stalag 13 because they're helping prisoners escape, running sabotage, collecting um, 
intelligence and sending it on to London and everything. Well, and, and Clink and Clink and uh, well, John Banna Schultz, their Schultz. characters are so bumbling and afraid of being sent yes. to the Russian front mm-hmm. yeah. that in a way they just want them to stay there because they can manipulate Clink and they right. have Schultz helping them here and there and right. you know uh-huh. assisting with some of their crimes. Sometimes they outright tell him what they're doing. And he's like, I see nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he's always just like, oh, don't tell me. You know, and he gets all the exasperated. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but but yeah, it's and and I think that you know we we should talk a little bit about um, some of the characters. Oh, a that couple we, of we the yeah, individuals. Because sure. what's really amazing about this is that okay, number one, you're doing a comedy in a prison camp in World War II, and and again, this is just 20 years after the war ended, so memories are very fresh. You have to remember that Germany wasn't completely rebuilt until the 80s, mm-hmm. so this is very fresh. Yeah, and there's uh, uh, stuff that was still rebuilt after that. Exactly. I know in 1990, I saw a church that was a pile of rubble. Right. And it has now been rebuilt. That's right. Well, especially when the wall came down, then they said, "Right, we got got to rebuild East Germany now. (laughs) Right, yeah. This was an East German (laughs) church. The Russians didn't really do shit with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but in any case, what's what's interesting about it is that you, four of the main characters were Jewish. You know, and you got to imagine, and and it goes farther yeah. still. Uh, a couple of them were residents of concentration camps, especially Robert Clary. I was going to say Bob played, Clary, yeah, yeah, who yeah. played LeBeau, played the wow. Frenchman, um, and spent three years mm-hmm. in a prison camp. One of them being Buchenwald. Well, wasn't he? He was Holy one crap. of like fourteen children or something, and, and yeah. they were all killed in the it's concentration camp. Pretty much the only one that came him. out. Still has the numbers mm-hmm. on his uh, arm. Yeah, and so yeah, and and he came out. He became a singer and. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, kind of escaped to America eventually. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, so was uh, Leon Askin, who, of course, was uh, General Burkhalter. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Werner Klemper. Uh, yes, Werner Klemper and uh, Howard who's, Kane, who mm-hmm. was uh, Major Hochstetter. Yeah. So, and Klemper and, was Klink. Clink, yes. Clink. Yep. And John Banner was Sergeant Was also Schultz. Jewish. Okay. And yes. like, uh, I think Banner was the one who said, you know, who better to play Nazis than us Jewish? You know, we yeah. know. Yeah. We do the, yeah, we do the best Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> but what was uh-huh. interesting was all of them served in the U.S. Armed Forces in World War II. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so I mean, huh. they were actually saw this shit are Jewish, and they said, "Oh yeah, this Spot comedy this is fucking awesome. Let's, let's do this uh, weird comedy in a in, in a." Click. I want you to marry my sister, Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, and and I come in. We've all got favorite episodes, you know, because there there's like a billion of them. Uh, Kinch yeah. Kinch was later. Uh, well, you know what? We'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah. Let's just let's well, just go I, with some Bob, of the main Bob Clary. Just so you, just because I, I figured this out like today, Bob Clary is the only original cast member who's still alive today. Yes, uh, yes. The, you know the other uh, a replacement actor is still alive from season six, but Bob is the only one who's still alive. I was shocked to find uh, out he was still alive. Which character did he play? Uh, LeBeau. LeBeau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, he, cockroach. Yeah, he, he was, was the chef. <laughs> he could cook anything. Yeah, he was one. He was a really likable character. Mm-hmm. Too, he was yeah. the guy that was always distracting Schultz. He goes. He kept Schultz yeah. happy with chocolate strudel. Oh, strudel. <laughs> <laughs> Schultz was such a good character too. He was he a played good that character. so well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I love that he was the owner of a toy company, you find out in one of the episodes. What was the yeah. episode The War is Over? That was a good yeah. episode. And Clink, Clink uh-huh. was a bookkeeper, and he <laughs> says, well, I, you know, I'll probably be looking for a job. And he said, well, that's okay. I, I worked for yeah. the Shotzi Toy Company. And he goes, oh, yeah, what'd you do? He said, oh, I was the president. <laughs> and he gives him, like, a cigar and the schnapps and everything because he's sucking up to and him. And you now. find that out so much wow. later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> There's uh, in in more modern television, in the TV show The Goldbergs. Yes, that takes place in the 1980s. Uh, it's yeah. being filmed. I wish I could carve time out for that because I, I've yeah. seen bits of it and I'm like, that looks yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> and so it, it's a current show. And in one of the episodes, Adam has to write a report on uh, World War II or something like that. So he decides to interview his grandfather, who was a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, during World War II. And so his grandfather starts to tell him about how they were on a ship and they were delivering pants pants to the troops and they had to make <laughs> sort all the sizes so everyone would have the right size. Adam's like, that's way too boring. I can't do that. So his grandfather starts telling, said, well, okay, here I got some other stories. He tells other stories and they're all... Stories from Hogan's Heroes, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam had, had gotten, Adam's like really into videotaping. So he had gotten out of having to write uh, an essay if he would made a videotape movie. So he did a, did a reenactment with his grandfather of, of his grandfather's experiences in World War II, but they're all ripoffs of Hogan, Hogan's Heroes. That's awesome. That is and, uh, awesome, actually. Yeah. Anyway, he got in trouble, and you know, but of course, but, I love yeah. the Goldbergs. It's yeah. it's really a funny show. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good to M- me. My favorite is uh, Murray. Yeah, Murray's great. It's like oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm I got uh, the TV, and his pants come right, right off. Right. <laughs> it's uh, unbuttoned. Oh my god! But, <laughs> so one of the things that um. We, I did mention the G4. So there were only 54 of those things made, those Mercedes G4s. Wow. And uh, wow. only three survived the war. One was owned by the Spanish monarchy. One became a fire engine. How awesome what? is that? <laughs> you just paint the bitch red. I mean, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, the last one ended up in Fire Hollywood. engine. Yeah. Wow. Here you go. It's fire engine. Paint it red. M-O-O-N. That spells moon. I mean, you know, it had to be the thinking. It's like, I just... <laughs> Paint over the swastika. Did it become a, a? Do you know where it became a fire engine? Is no, it, I don't. I don't yeah. have that information. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. God, what do you expect from us? Our interns <laughs> no, are no, already no. run I ragged. Just have that. What, what? What? What city? I guess after the war, you know, everything is just de- everything is destroyed. So they're like, well, we need something that runs. Okay, yeah. yeah, let's weld oh, yeah. a tank of water on this thing and paint it red. Well, you know, the Spanish yeah. actually made messages. You know, like from the 1930s up until the 1960s. Yeah, that's just crazy. So that Henkel HE-111 that I mentioned, that uh-huh. was actually owned uh-huh. by uh, Francisco Franco. <laughs> it, it, it had British Merlin engines in it. Wow. Yeah, no shit, man. Uh-huh. But in any case, um, so what was always fascinating about this was like Werner Klemper, you know, one of his, the big jokes and the thing was that he was like a really lousy violinist, but yep. actually he was very accomplished. His father, Otto Klemper was a world renowned conductor and he and his family got out in 33 when obviously Hitler came to power and he saw the writing on the wall and said, yeah, let's DD out of here. But the rest of them stayed. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, 
you know, went through some some pretty horrific episodes. But I've seen some interviews with him later in life, and boy, does he seem like a sweetheart. Like he seems like the most honest, like nice guy. Uh, but uh, are we but, talking about Warner Klemper? Yeah, Warner Klemper. Okay. Yeah. He's such a great guy, and yeah. apparently he and Bob Clary remained friends. You know, until oh, sure. until Werner yeah. died, um, they were good buddies. But um, he did a lot of uh, well, he obviously did a lot of conducting uh, work, and he was really good at violin. But mm-hmm. he did a lot of narration for operas, which yeah, you know, that's out of my league. I don't even oh, really understand yeah. what's going on with that. But he did a lot yeah. of it. Um, uh-huh. And and he was also he acted well we we know he acted in uh, he acted for Alfred Hitchcock. Um, oh, Irwin Allen. He was in a lot of Irwin Allen. He yeah. was in. I I was originally. Oh they, yeah. They I, have. He was. You know, back when the Sea View was more Cold War. Yeah. He was I, always I like I Russian or something, and yeah. Recently, with like in the last year, I think I saw one with him mm-hmm. in it. Most yeah. of these guys, like, because this was the classic 60s actors. They were in, like, gun. Like, I think Werner was in Gunsmoke. Because yeah. a, a few of these actors were in Gunsmoke. Then they were in these other long-running series. You sure. know, these very famous long-running series. You, you just see actors. them everywhere. But um, his episode of Lost in Space, uh, which Fishy did mention in the email, uh, All That Glitters. I don't know if you remember yes. that one. Yes. Where mm. uh, the, the doctor gets this uh, gold band around his neck. Right. And then everything he touches turns to platinum. <clears throat> wow. And, and it just becomes <laughs> like a nightmare because he... You know, Midas Touch can't eat anything, right. and the doctor goes frantic like he always does. And, you know, we did, we, we talked about Lost in Space. Go listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, then toward the end, he touches Penny and uh, turns her into platinum. But he played this officer who you really couldn't even recognize him as Clink, you know. Uh, but, yeah. But he was good. I, uh, Bolvik or Bolik or something like that. When, when but, he had hair or a hat yeah. or something on, yeah, you, you could, you could it really was, kind of morph It was into the monocle. Else. Like you really yeah. could not recognize him without that monocle. In. And, mm-hmm. and uh, throughout Hogan's Heroes, he's wearing the monocle and he's got that riding crop that he was like right. slapping all the time. You can yeah. usually see the stage lights in the monocle. Like if you're watching Hogan's Heroes, you can just right. kind of see the reflection <laughs> in the stage lights. But someone stole that monocle from him eventually. Wow. So yeah. um, I guess Pat Sajak on the Pat Sajak show or something gave him a replacement monocle at some point. And he was he thought that was really cool that he got a replacement <laughs> monocle. Oh, sure. He's sure. a super nice guy or was. Yeah. I think he died yeah. in 2000. 12 maybe uh, yeah or was it Dawson he was but pretty anyway. he pretty long lived yeah. uh, and Dawson the one thing of course you know went on <laughs> to fame and family feud you know always like tonguing the youngest the female member bandit. of you know, whatever family where it's like, oh, look, it's yeah. the Smith family. It's like, oh, here's your 14 year old daughter. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, all right. So Richard, Richard Dawson played, um, he played the English dude. And yeah, um, yeah. He, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah and you might was, know him from the Schwarzenegger film, The Running oh, Man. The yes. Running Man. Yeah. Who is it? And who do you love? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but he was originally doing some kind of um what, was he doing a Liverpudlian accent or something? He was doing like a Liverpool he's, accent and they were like from Liverpool. They were like, We can't understand you, you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> so they switched it to like a more cockney accent right. that his character did in the show and everything. But you know, he was great in the show and everything, and I really liked him. But, but the thing was, the Beatles broke. Right, right. And, and so, he was so like, told you so. Says, oh, fuck, go back to the go, Liverpool. Go back to Liverpool. <laughs> like, everyone now wants that sing-songy <laughs> bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But when he was on when he was on Family Feud, he told a story about how it was one older lady, the fifty year old lady who was on the show, and she was all nervous. She could barely speak. She didn't want to go on the show, and she was super nervous. So he's like, "I did what my mom would do, and just gave her a little kiss on the cheek." And then 
I went to the next person in line and, you know, went to shake her hand and she said, well, don't I get a, get a, get a kiss too? And he's like, from then on, there was no stopping it. That is a smooth story from a smooth yeah. criminal. <laughs> yeah, because boy, I gotta tell you, it didn't take long before and it was just like, oh, hi, Jenny. Oh. <laughs> but, um, so there was the, the, um, Many of the camp members actually did a musical album. Oh, that's right. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to play excerpts of that in this episode. (laughs) Hogan's Heroes sings the best of World War II. Oh, my gosh. So they were were songs that were popular. Well, well, Carter and, um, was it Clary? They used to sing on set all the time between takes. And Ivan Dixon. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So they would just, like, between takes, because Carter was a singer and so was uh, Clary, so they would just... Singing mm-hmm. all the time, and there's and apparently the Hogan's Heroes uh, theme song actually had lyrics. <laughs> so, so they have, yeah. they have lyrics. I could not follow the lyrics when I read them. I'm like, this doesn't. It, it, it works if you if you do the song. If you yeah. do the song in your head, it kind of does. Like, sort of like, no, I'm not going to try to do it. No, because it's just it's not going to make sense. But it's just, but I remember th- I watched. It's like Mash. Mash has lyrics, and those yeah. lyrics are hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I love the mash lyrics written by the, what the son of right yeah yeah. But I did see I did see recently a movie that I haven't seen in years, but it was 1968's The Wicked Dreams of Paula Schultz, mm. and that had all of the Hogan's Heroes cast in this like zany Cold War sex comedy. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's what? so I mean if you get a chance to watch it by all means. What was this one called? Uh, the Wicked Dreams of Paula Schultz. Okay. So uh, Bob Crane, Werner Klemper, John Banner, and Leon Askin all teamed up. Uh, it was a rom-com about an East German pole vaulter. And Quentin Tarantino, also <laughs> undoubtedly a fan of Ilsa She Wolf the SS, had Uma Thurman buried alive in a grave marked Paula yeah. Schultz. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> the Werner Klemper also showed up in one of his latest... He, like, he didn't... He didn't play Clink very often, but one of the last performances was on The Simpsons. Uh, season is, is season five, episode nine, or season nine, episode five. I can't remember. But uh, they tried to get some Isaac. Uh, they they were trying to get Isaac Newton or someone to to appeal to Homer, and he's like, "I don't know who you are, or whatever." Okay, fine. And then he turns into Colonel Clink. <laughs> yeah, and he's <laughs> Homer, Homer, <laughs> yeah, Homer, and then and then he switches. Homer was like calls him back. What is it? Did you know Kinch had a a microphone in the coffee pot? <laughs> he did. <laughs> like he's just hearing about it all now. Yeah. It was awesome. It was sweet. You can watch those clips on the internet too. They're they're pretty funny. But uh, wow. he doesn't he doesn't reprise the role very or didn't toward the end. So yeah, it's kind of weird. You you mentioned the other. Uh, surviving member of the Hogan's Heroes cast. And that was always kind of a weird one. Very confusing for me, too, as a kid, was because uh, Kinch left after the fifth season, and they replaced him with uh, another black guy who had a very similar name. Uh, Yeah, and a very similar job duty description. He did the same kind of thing. So in the last season, you had (laughs) this other black guy. Because you couldn't exactly dress him up in a German uniform and take him out on a mission. And and they thought, thought, well, we don't want to replace the character you know, we want to recast the character. We want to create a new character. But right. the, the characters were so similar that it was kind of like wow. a new black guy being the black guy. He did the same technical <laughs> stuff as the black guy. I, so, it, yeah, that was pretty terrible. 
Yeah, I haven't watched this since I was a yeah, kid. No, basically that's watching fine. it, and that's I, totally fine, right? And I didn't notice, dude. It's on so. BTV every night. Well, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I I've been watching it just to your, pump up for this. Set your yeah. Linux box, man. I, I think <laughs> I, ha- I think I have to it. do that. I'm gonna watch more stuff. Over there, but, 168 yeah, episodes or something. Yeah, but, um, 168. Yeah. You can do it, Tor. By next podcast, you'll be all yeah, buffed up no, on this. No, no, I'm, talk not, about I'm not going to binge it, but I need a, <laughs> I need to get a little Hogan's Hero fix. That's for sure. It'll be on tonight. Yeah. It'll be on tonight. Just go home, watch me TV. It's on. Mm, I want to say nine thirty to ten. Now I gotta say, okay. I think we've been giving Bob Crane but, some short shrift here, and I know yeah. that's because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> there's so much to talk about Bob, but I do want to say about Bob. He played Hogan. He did play Hogan in Hogan's Hogan. Heroes, and he played Hogan very well. And he, did. he was a yeah. super. I mean, I think Richard Dawson wanted to be Hogan, but they're like, "You yeah. have an accent. You you can't be Hogan, you know, because right. he's Army, yeah. Air Force, and yeah. uh, you, you couldn't do it." But uh, you talk I, like a dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. You can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I really liked him as Hogan in Hogan's Heroes. I mean, he was really a likable. Um, he was. smart guy, but yeah. he was a different kind of smart guy than like Hawkeye Pierce. I don't know why I keep bringing up MASH, but you know, Hawkeye yeah, Pierce was just yeah. this smart, sassy guy. And, um, Hogan mm. was also very smart and ahead of everybody and manipulating everybody. And, you know, uh, th- they had all yep. his other group go to work on the Manhattan project eventually. And, you know, he's doing right. all this, uh, spy work here, you know, in, in Stalag 13, um, but this was really the biggest success that he had. And Hogan's Heroes won two, uh, what, I don't know if they're Golden Globes or whatever, but they were for, uh, Klemper won them both for Best oh, Supporting Emmy. Actor. Uh, Emmy. He, he yeah. had 12, uh, Hogan's Heroes had 12 Emmy nominations, yeah. only two wins, both were by Warner Both were Klemper. Were Klemper. Mm. Yeah. Well deserved, Clink. Oh well my deserved. God, I love it when he would come out with that writing crop and he'd do that weird little walk he has. It's like, Schultz report. Yeah. <laughs> he was a, yeah. He was a great character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah. you can watch this through a cultural lens and just go, "Wow, this is the weirdest show I've ever seen," uh, yeah, uh, it was. It was goofy. Just the same way Gilligan's Island is super goofy. Yeah, I, I, thought, yeah. I always thought this little bit of trivia was funny too. Um, uh, Werner Klemper's father had a famous rock and roll connection. Otto Klemper conducted the classical music heard in the Beatles movie Help. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oof. That's cool. Well, yeah, Otto Klemper was very. Yeah, he was very famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, the <laughs> Werner Klemper and John Banner, also they, they actually appeared in a lot of things as Nazis. They were in uh, Operation Eichmann, mm-hmm. which was very big at that period of time. That that was very controversial at the time. So, so when they did movies about it, it was kind of like the first time people in America were hearing about it because, you know, the very new Israeli government illegally kidnapped a citizen, South American citizen, and then put him on trial. And they didn't even want to film it or anything. He said, no, you got to film this. Otherwise, people are going to question, you know, how you did it and why mm. you did it and so on and so forth. And, and they were both in that, and they were very good. Also, there was a movie about, oh, I can't even remember what this one was called, but it had, um, okay, the guy who played Admiral Nelson in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, he played Adolf Hitler. And one of his early advisors was John Banner. You know, like <laughs> oh, when he was in Reichstag nice. prison, or not Reichstag prison, um, oh, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. prison and, and writing Mein Kampf and everything. 
Wasn't that just called Hitler? Like there was a there was. I think you're right. Yeah. It was just called Hitler. Yeah, yeah. It was just called Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> Hitler. He, he gained a lot of weight. Uh, Banner or did because uh, you know when he came to America, he was only like 180 or something, and they talked about yeah. how he put on all this weight and then became this well known for playing Nazi roles. Um, that mm. must be so. I mean, obviously, typecasting was happening like so hard back then. Oh but. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> well, I think I think that was one of the reasons that Ivan Dixon left too. Uh, because uh, he didn't want to be typecast, and yeah. and it was it was very difficult for African Americans to get work back then. So well, he went on to do like Raisin in the Sun, and yeah, uh, oh yeah, uh, he, he did a lot of really uh, good work. other yeah other good things. So yeah, so and he was a, he was a pretty good actor in the in the show too. So I guess we should talk a little bit more about Bob Crane. Yeah. So Bob Crane was uh, no. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Now you, we How all, much do you want to know? We, we, we How all, much do you guys want to know as listeners? Because <laughs> yeah. we can tell you some stuff. Oh, we can tell you some ugly shit. Yeah. But if you, I mean, we we kind of went on, when uh, Victor first mentioned this subject to us, mm-hmm. uh, I, of course I said, oh, well, then, you know, we're going to probably have to talk about autofocus and how Bob Crane died, which yeah. of course he was murdered. Which you talked about, I think, in an Either either we've just talked about it in personal conversations or way back ten years yeah, ago. It was in the podcast you talked about when you watched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I could probably scroll back to when that movie came out and remember. You know, we could listen to it. And uh, yeah, because yeah, we started podcasting in two thousand five. So at some point, either in the podcast or outside, I know you talked about this movie, right, and I yeah. was like. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that too. But I then I rewatched it again after this topic came up because I was like, I'd forgotten some of it. And yeah. Willem Dafoe is so creepy as, and he's so awesome. As John yeah. Carpenter, yeah. not that same John Carpenter right. that we did right. another podcast yeah. about doing horror movies. Right. Yeah. No, this is not, his... Not the director. He, yeah. he plays a different John Carpenter yeah. that happens to sell electronics. And by the way, a week ago, yeah. I rewatched the thing because I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> I had to watch that John Carpenter. I, it was on and I it's, watched it's it too. It's cold. And, yeah. It's cold. It was terrible. Yeah. I was like we're watching the thing but, but i just uh-huh. all i wanted to ask was is like you know we all grew up with hogan's heroes in one form or another and we yeah. all really like bob crane as, yeah. as colonel hogan so affable but, but so friendly but didn't you really feel like watching hogan's heroes after you watch autofocus is really kind of hard now very weird you know very it's weird. like oh fuck yeah i mean i didn't watch hogan's heroes literally for years yeah. after i watched autofocus well, also like, oh. also you got to give it to greg kinnear well greg kinnear is so yeah. creepy anyways and william defoe yeah. william defoe it's like all you have to say to william defoe is okay Creep it down a little bit. We, yeah, we need, we need Be like less a, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, could you could you maybe do like a four? Not like Willem Dafoe and Antichrist, but you know Willem Dafoe and Nosferatu. Not, not less Temptation you know. of Christ or, or Shadow of the Vampire or Boondock Saints. No, we don't want. Especially when you dressed up like a woman <laughs> and when it got into a firefight. No, none of that shit. No, I heard. I heard Willem Dafoe did a lot of naked work, like on stage, like where they did Equus and stuff like that. Yeah, where because uh, because apparently he's got just a huge dick. Yeah, and apparently he's not shy about it at all. Well, who would be? Yeah, so he's You're like, like hey. just dangling around on stage. So so the fact that he was in autofocus was no surprise to me at oh, all. No shit, wow. man. No shit. So so backing up, backing up, backing up. No, I, this is just yeah, this is out Bob, of hand. Bob Green uh, before Hogan was uh, famous in radio, and he was also a very accomplished drummer. That's right. And yes. he did a lot of. Uh, he was there, a DJ. 
Yeah, he was a DJ essentially. Right. And he did a lot of bits. He did a lot of comedy. He did comedy albums and everything. So, and you think, oh, well, big deal. And it's like, well, yeah, it was back then. Yeah. Because you didn't have the morning zoo cruise and all this other bullshit yeah. back then. So he was kind of a pioneer in that. He right. was like, you can't have dead air. You got to keep things moving. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep her moving. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, you know, he was very famous in that. And, and of course, he was always looking around for the next opportunity. He wanted to break into Hollywood. And he was married mm-hmm. at this time and had a couple of kids. <clears throat> he was a family man. And, of course, <laughs> you know, when you start watching Autofocus, there are, there are scenes in there that you just cannot fucking yeah. unsee. And, and <laughs> the one that always gets me is where, you know, when you start to... So, so his wife is actually... The way they portray it in Autofocus, his wife is actually... His first wife now. Not, yes. the, not the second Helga he mentioned he married later. Yes. Yeah, Sigurd yeah. Valdez. He, he married Helga number two. Yep. He married the, the thing a... about a movie like Autofocus is you can't... Yeah, it's not completely factual because it, it totally ignores the first family, like in a way. Yeah. It just like pretends it didn't really even happen. Well, the, the first family is really bit. just well, a launching point. Right, into, right, to, right. You know, and, and, yeah. and Tori, you had, you had to appreciate all the photographic elements in that. <laughs> oh my God, the technology. No, no shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I said before, the character John Carpenter was selling electronics. Yes. So he would sell to the stars some of the first video cameras. VTRs and stuff. Right. And, um, and of course, Bob Crane is one of these stars that uh, gets a video camera. And that's like, you know, great, new technology. Well, what do you do with a video camera that gives you results (laughs) back right away like a... Let's Polaroid. back up just a little bit. <laughs> just more. a little bit, okay. So, so okay. Yeah. when we got it, we go when we're watching the movie Autofocus. The first time we think that there's problems in paradise, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Bob Bob's being interviewed and he says, um, and you know, he's wearing he Greg Kinnear is wearing, you know, he's got the hair dyed black and he's he's wearing the polo shirts and everything, and, and you just think, yeah, yeah, this is probably Bob Crane, circa sixty three, sixty four, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, and and he's he's like, hey, what do he say? He's like. Uh, you know, if everything's going good, just leave it alone or something like that. He was, yeah. he was like, just, you know, get on, go along to get along or so, some bullshit like that. Uh-huh. And then, uh, the wife goes out in the garden shed and it's just like this classic little garden shed. A lot of people had in their backyard and yeah. it is stuffed. Wall to wall <laughs> to the rafters with porn. And yeah. you gotta know that this would be like really seedy, shitty, grainy porn from that period of time. Yeah. We're not talking Playboy quality gloss. No, we're talking yeah. some shit here. Yep. As Bubbles would say, greasy. It's greasy. <laughs> it's pretty greasy, <laughs> Julie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's you know, on the fold, you can still see the bolt wound in her ass. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, um, and, and, and this, I think this bears mentioning too, the whole idea of sexual addiction is horseshit. The APA has not, and probably will not, um, uh, recognize that as an honest problem. This, this is a spin. Whoa, I'm addicted. I, I have to do it. I have to jerk off. I have to fuck around. I have to watch porn constantly. And it's like, ah, no, you don't. Let's turn that have into a want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. I can't control myself. <laughs> Anyways, so <clears throat> from what Tor said, yes, he meets this this tech guy. But yeah. the thing with, with John Carpenter is, is they, they start this very codependent, very weird relationship. Yeah. Because... Carpenter is using Crane's celebrity to get women. And Crane yep. is then filming all the, And there was a period of time when uh, 
Crane's kid had a website. Oh, yeah. And he was actually selling some of that grainy porn. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, he took that wow. down. Yeah. He took it down, but I went to it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, damn it. And, and I saw oh, it. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not going to watch this shit, man. I don't need to go there. <laughs> but there were, like, T-shirts you can get and everything, and I always regret that I didn't get a, wow. like, you know, I, can't, I killed Bob Crane I'm sure on the dark web it always exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bob Crane duty movies. Just go to the internet archive and <laughs> yeah. go back to the date that existed. Wow. So, so, of course, you know, they had this relationship for a very long period of time. Right. Well, um, he would arrange <laughs> conferences and he would arrange business trips, John Carpenter, so that when... Because eventually Hogan's Heroes ended and... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even yeah, I think was it six seasons? Yeah, yeah, six seasons into nineteen seventy one, and then and then Bob couldn't get any other big thing. He was a bit typecast. Yes, and he was. He also had some troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to do some things for Disney, and yeah, it was like something Dad, Super Dad, Super, Super Dad, Dad. Super Dad. Yeah. and then yeah. he got a bit role in another Disney movie called Gus. But apparently, and we saw this in Autofocus a little bit, but apparently there's rumors that it had leaked out that he's a bit of an unsavory character and was doing seedy things right. yeah. with, without any real knowledge of what it really was. Um, but you know, and, and autofocus, you know, and again, Disney didn't want any part of that unless they right. could get the rights. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so he was having trouble. So then he was doing dinner theater and he was doing right. dinner theater all around the United States. Right. And so he would go all over the place and then John Carpenter would arrange business trips so that he would be in the same cities as Bob. Oh yeah. And they could party and you uh-huh. know, hang out with right. women at apartments. And here's, stuff. here's the scene. When they're both watching porn <laughs> in Bob's basement, yeah, and they that, both was, start that was that was like, off. are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I want to just blow my brains wow. out right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. There's. They were debating I which mean, city it was or whatever. Yeah. I think this is San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is. <laughs> I'm like, really? I don't even remember. Just a blur. <laughs> Christ, you guys! And then, and then but, he would do, and then he'd he'd show this shit to his son, and he'd say really inappropriate stuff, like he'd have his girlfriend over, and he'd be like, "Hey, she's really built." I'm like, "Oh, you don't want to hear your dad say that shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and God, I gotta give it to Greg Kinnear. That was Oscar level performance. Oh, it was. And yeah, of course, Willem Dafoe always Oscar level. But uh, but holy shit! Yeah, yeah. holy shit! That movie is a. Tr- Rain wreck of like amazingness. Yeah, I mean, and, and then I love the part at the end where Bob does his own narration. His oh own ghost yeah, narration. He goes, Boys "The case just was gotta have fun. M- mishandled. <laughs> mishandled." Yeah, <laughs> I like the boys. Just got to have their fun. You oh, know, like, got to have their fun. So in order to prepare for this podcast, I was flipping through the channels and I thought, there's got to be mm-hmm. some Bob Crane related material in here. Sure as shit there was. <laughs> Case closed, The Death of Bob Crane by A.J. Benza. Wow. Did he solve the crime? No, but he's, you know, A.J. Oh, Benza is oh, such hey, a dink. We should, we should mention, Who all right, it? so the, the crime, he died in what, 1978? Eight. In Scottsdale, so, Arizona. Yeah, so in Scottsdale, Arizona, Jeez. where also John Carpenter was at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, where they were hooking up and maybe doing yes. something no one knows. and uh, He the, was uh, bludgeoned to death. He was bludgeoned to death in an apartment yeah. while in, he In slept. his underwear, surrounded by his homemade porn collection. Yeah. A real yeah. Viking death by any <laughs> yeah. description. Yeah, yeah they, they think it was a tripod. Not quite a blood it eagle. It was a tripod, I know. That's... <laughs> 
That's the part I wanted you to see. It was like death by tripod. Oh God, Tori's got to see this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty sure because of the the way the shape of the blood stains. Right. They're like, there, there's two things there. Like, oh, okay, that's tripod legs. And oh yeah. Full of, but yeah. of course, they didn't have DNA. They mishandled it. Oh, they mishandled yeah, they evidence. Totally it, it, was yeah. all, it all fell apart. They washed it. They tried it 14 years later, and, and it was and it was yeah. even more bumbled. 14 years later, they called John uh, back into court and mm-hmm. bungled it. Because they thought he, he, was he did it. Well, I I think I think he did it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the most likely. Yeah. Well, there was like there, brain material in the <laughs> rental car and shit, and it was like, gee, sex kills, sex kills. Don't be so obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a couple other theories. They think maybe someone that they partied with I'm uh, quotes here but like a husband of yeah, yeah. a husband yeah. of uh yeah uh, uh, may have had some vengeance or something like that well yeah someone could but, have grabbed a tripod in the room after yeah. breaking in and yeah. said, i'm gonna whack you with this but yeah. as aj benza said bob crane was a notoriously light sleeper so it probably have to be somebody he knew and felt yeah. comfortable with yeah so. yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah, he he didn't drink, he didn't smoke. Nope. Two out of three ain't bad. Nope. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's what he always said, right? Oh, God. And, yeah. then, and then Greg Kinnear, you know, like in the really seedy years, he's looking like shit, and he's wearing those yep. gradient sunglasses like were really popular in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Made everyone look like a perv. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah. I, I tell you, I had to take a shower after I watched that movie. And yeah. I'm sure that's what I told you guys when well, I watched it. Well, when you mentioned it, it like, to Tor, I was like, well, I'm watching this again just yeah. to refresh my memory. And, and you were like, Tor, you probably shouldn't watch this. Yeah, you're like, tell me. No, 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 I was joking, don't watch it. I was joking, it. don't watch it. Just enjoy like, Hogan's Heroes. And I'm like, Hogan? no, because I remember you talking about it years ago. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I got to see it. So I saw it, but... Yeah, it, and you know, I thought it was a good movie, and it, it everything is, dude, it's, like it's a very that. Good movie. Dude, it's early Black Mirror. It's technology yeah. ruining yeah. your life, right? With a tripod to the head, <laughs> totally. But I, afterwards, it was like, yeah, okay, let's let's put this away now. Wow, <laughs> my yeah. favorite my favorite scene was the scene where where he's like, no, look, you want to watch Johnny Carson? You just set this up and record it, and you can watch yeah. Johnny Carson in the morning with your coffee. It's a and, video cassette. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh god, uh, I can't imagine. I would have been so like mind blown, you know? Yeah, yeah. it was back, you know, because you guys it mentioned was. Space 1999 mm-hmm. earlier. Okay, well. You know, I I grew up in that period of time, and what was really the shits about that was I loved that show. I was such yeah. a science fiction nerd, yeah, but all you had was you know three four channels at best. So uh-huh. when they moved that son of a bitch around, you had to watch it when it was on. So like if my yeah. parents mm-hmm. wanted to, or my friends wanted to do something like fuck you, Space 1999's on, or, yeah. or yeah, oh, we yeah. moved until two in the morning. Okay, I'm setting my alarm, I'm getting up oh my at two God. in the morning and watching. I remember my friends were playing in the backyard, and the amazing Colossal Man was on, oh. and I was like, fuck that, I'm gonna turn that on in my parents' bedroom or I love whatever, that movie. Uh-huh. and I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to play with my friends and then go back to the movie and just watch it in secret because yeah. that, I couldn't record it. I couldn't stop it. I had to watch The Amazing Colossal Man and see it is an awesome, what happens yeah. when War he movie. grows so big. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like... Loses uh, an eye. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> gets kind of kooky. Oh, yeah. Loses yeah. his mind. Me too. There was one uh, <laughs> uh, sort of notorious episode I had as a child. Um, Space 1999 was on. And I'm sure I probably told this story in the 1999 that previous podcast, but I'll tell it again. And so I'm trying to watch the show, and my parents say, okay, we're going to go out to eat. This whole family's going out to eat, you know, probably great restaurant, great food. I'm like, come on, just wait, come on, five minutes. Like, nope, nope. And they left. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, at home alone. 
I have no dinner that night, but I saw Space 1999. Yeah, I was the same I, way. That's the I things you got to do. Ah, yeah. go on. I, yeah. I did, I did uh, empty a cracker box, I think, though. But, you there know, you go. You know, I, I could find food. When I was a kid, I wired a TV into my room, and I had an old TV, and I set it up, and I wired mm-hmm. it through the basement, and I figured out how to, you know, steal HBO, you know, steal the cable so I could have it. And, uh-huh. and I would just secretly turn on really, 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 really quiet at like 11 o'clock <laughs> at night or whatever, mm-hmm. just to see what was on, you know, and I'd watch whatever, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, sure, Debbie Does Dallas, yeah, maybe, you know, you know we'll see, but yeah. You know, yeah. definitely 2001 A Space if Odyssey, the I'd watch the whole right. thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah, it depends on the plot. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but man, oh. But yeah, yeah, speaking about VCRs, my dad, he, he got one of the early Betamax VCRs. Right. And, you know, we had the, it's kind of the family room with the TV in the corner. So there wasn't a good spot for the VCR there. So he ran a coax cable from the TV under the floor, you know, through the basement and back up into the wet bar. So he had his wet bar, which is like closet doors when you open it. And there's a shelf with the VCR that he had all lined up there, you know, next to the little, you know, the bottles of whiskey and everything. (laughs) It was the 70s, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know... my parents are, you know, they're not wild people by any means. But you had it in case you had a... But it a was par- the 70s, party. so pretty much your your normal conservative person, yeah. you know, had a mm-hmm. wet bar and was ready to party at any and the, time. And the 10th te- the <laughs> cigarette <laughs> boomerang <laughs> ashtray. Yeah, you got to have the ashtray. Uh, oh, yeah, with all the things in the uh, middle. Yeah, it was, it was, oh, so yeah, you get an ashtray yeah, and it was yeah. shaped like a boomerang, but uh-huh, then you had yeah. that like fishbone back where you could hold like 10 bucks, because <laughs> you could have 10 people smoking in your fucking house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the asthma, my parents. Yeah. Oh, real <laughs> I really appreciate too. that. You know, back in those days, too, you had the real reekers oh, like Tarrington, L&M's. Uh, Viceroy's. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we say that that's the Jake Johansson joke about in the car, you know. Uh, Dad smoked, but we all smoked. He just got first crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of truth to that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we should mention, too, that, that Hogan's Heroes, it it did okay in the ratings. But, and, and see, so, you know, you have to kind of remember this to go, well, you know, because Bob Crane kind of went into this spiral after yeah. uh, after the series ended. And the series, see, back in those days, you did like 30 plus episodes every season. It started in September. Yeah, a lot. And you went on until <clears throat> like April or May doing all this stuff. Not now where you're just like, oh, I'm going to do five or six, just, you know, float a test pilot mm-hmm. balloon and, you know, mm-hmm. see see how it works out. Yeah. But um, we're talking to you, Better Call Saul. Where's your fucking new episode? Yeah, or Brockmire. <laughs> Brockmire, you better be coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, two episodes left of Vikings. Wow. Fuck. That's it. Yeah. I hope nothing happens to Lagatha. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I want her to make it another season. Yeah. But now, go. Now, now wasn't that there was, uh, you know, Bob Crane, he's doing all these uh, touring. Yeah, uh, around the you know to yeah to pay the bills to you know have yeah. it have an income, but um, I I didn't look up all the details, but apparently there was after his death or, or somehow it was resolved that that he was actually owed a whole ton of money from Hogan's Heroes or something. Yeah, residuals. Yeah, residuals. So um, well, yeah, it was he he'd be quite wealthy right yeah, now. Yeah, the if Crane he was still Foundation alive. or whatever yes. was his like you know he was 
a producer. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah? He he made sure that that was put in there. I, I just want to finish that one story about why Hogan's here. Yeah, Bob, one Bob Crane Enterprises. Sorry. Bob Crane Enterprises. That's oh, okay. right. Um, yeah, the so Crane Foundation. Went, uh, that's like something in Wisconsin, you know, of, where we <laughs> follow and count cranes. Sand Hill oh, cranes. a lot of Sandhill cranes out here Boy, in uh, tropical Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, you're in Scotty Nation. You see some goofy bastard following <laughs> yeah. a crane. I'm counting cranes. <laughs> Anyways, and I've been there too, and I've Keep watched that moving cranes. <laughs> yeah. So it went off in '71. It was doing okay in the ratings. It wasn't in the top thirty, but it was doing quite well mm. but they had this big sack of the so-called rural comedies and all that meant was was shows that were more popular with older people or in the rural areas uh-huh. now this just shows the arrogance of network tv at this period of time this is right before cable tv broke you know so they were like uh-huh. oh well you know screw those bumpkins we want to get you know all this stuff in and so they just cut all these shows like you know that and uh beverly hillbillies and hee-haw and uh-huh. All this other stuff, and they so so. I mean, yeah, it could have gone on for a hmm. while longer, but have nope. you ever seen Hee Haw? Though that's some seriously oh, deranged shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want to ever do an episode on Hee Haw. I was talking about Hogan's yeah. Heroes. I was not talking about Hee Haw. <laughs> yeah. As far as I'm concerned, go. But remember seeing? Uh-huh. I, I watched that as a kid. Ooh, oh yeah, oof. That was like laughing, only don't laugh in. You know, yeah. I searched the world yeah. over, and I thought I found it, true love. It was. <laughs> It's like the Muppets, only they were humans, and it wasn't funny. Yeah, but <laughs> good call. But like we said, three channels, maybe four, if you got yeah. PBS. A lot of days, that was your best choice, yeah. and that was just scary. I I got yeah. sucked into having to watch Hee Haw too. Yeah. What are you gonna yeah. do? You'd end up yeah. watching shit like Sheriff Lobo or Manimal or yeah. Oh God, well I Grizzly never regretted Manimal. <laughs> Manimal was fairly awesome. <laughs> Or the that Adams swimming right. one where the guy's underwater with the gills. Um, uh, Man from Atlantis. Man from Atlantis. Patrick yeah. Duffy. Oh, Patrick Duffy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then then Dukes of Hazard hit, and then we were fine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know though, um, that <laughs> we was, were okay. That was Friday nights, and would the Hulk would be on before it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. my favorite Hulk episode. You know, we should go, we should circle back though and say <laughs> what's your favorite Hogan's Heroes episode? Because I definitely have a favorite one. Oh, oh, oh! I did. I did want to get into some of the women, the women's of of Helga, um, Hilda, Helga. <laughs> Ra- what, what is the Russian spy one? Uh, Rom. Yes, I I have that information <laughs> right here. <laughs> but I, I first wanted to, to mention. Um, Oh, yes, there was an American agent and a German... Uh, uh, Antoinette Bauer played Berlin Betty. Mm. And that's the one where Newkirk was supposed to, like, you know, love her all up and everything, but... Oh. Yeah. And an underground agent who... Arlene Martel, who was in several episodes as resistance fighter Tiger. Oh, now, yeah, Tiger. you may remember mm-hmm. Arlene Martel as Mrs. Spock from Muck Time in Star Trek TOS. Mm. That's oh. the one where Spock had to get it on or die. Oh. He had to go back to Vulcan, and she was um, to Pring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Did, right. Wasn't there a band in the 80s named after her? To Pring? Yeah, so, uh, well. Maybe. Oh, I think it's a different name. I'll think of it. <laughs> but no, it was uh, Mar- Maria was the Russian spy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to find the, the name and everything. This is kind of weird. My um, my printer cartridges went to shit just as I was printing this out. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, she was, she, she played, uh, Maria, the Russian. She was always, you know, just played it very big and she was always trying to hustle up all again. And, yeah. You couldn't quite trust her or whatever. Right. Cause she was always like <laughs> just doing it for the Soviets, but she'd help the allies if she had to. And, 
Yeah. I, I liked, uh, I think one of my favorite episodes was when Adolf Hitler goes to the camp. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> any, anytime, yeah, anytime Adolf Hitler shows up and, you know, Quake's yeah. in a panic, Schultz in a panic, everyone's in a panic because it's actually Hitler. And it's they actually, yeah, they yeah. convince him over the radio that, you know, Hitler's coming and, I mean, right. those are always really good. But I, I gotta say that the tunnel system, like as a kid, I loved it. Oh. They would pop up under it because there was a veterinarian who took care of the guard dogs. Right. And the veterinarian yeah. was sympathetic. Schnitzer. Yeah, he was sympathetic to the Hogan, to the heroes yeah. or whatever. And so the dogs were really friendly, and he'd sometimes trade them out. <laughs> And then that would be their excuse to smuggle people they in or out of the, the camp. Right. They loved all the <laughs> Right. Yeah. So they would uh, open the dog, uh, the dog house from underneath would be a, cool. a secret. Then there would be a stump outside yep. with a little periscope so they could yes. see oh, yeah, yeah. if yeah. anyone was, was near awesome. the stump. And then there was uh-huh. the bunk in the camp that was also the elaborate entrance to That's the tunnel system. That's the one I love the best. They'd bang on it twice <laughs> and then it would become the, 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 the bunk frame would become the ladder to go down into the, <laughs> right. the, the labyrinth. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 So I awesome. love the tunnel system. So, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I loved all of that anytime they were doing any of that stuff. And then, yeah. Didn't they have something in Clink's quarters too, under the stove or something? I don't remember that. Yeah. I mean, I know they just had it wired for sound, yeah. but I don't know yeah. that they had anything under the stove. I mean, I mean, Hogan was always like trying to hustle up Helga, mm-hmm. and then you know he'd go in to talk to Clank. But uh-huh. so, so it was Helga for one year, and then it was Hilda. Yeah, Hilda. Yeah. So Hilda, I, I, that that is something I'm never going to keep straight in my mind. Hilda. But yeah. Hilda was the one that he actually married. Yeah, did she? Yeah. She yeah. was for the last five seasons. She got right. married, uh-huh. uh, and they actually got married on set. And uh, yes. everyone yeah. was invited, and they were all there. And I think they shared mugs with them in a hammock, snuggling together, or something like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm that, just making up. Isn't stuff that now. fucking tacky, yeah. though? Yeah. I mean, seriously? Oh yeah, totally tacky. Oh, I want God. that mug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So any of our listeners who are there, send me bucks. your mug right now. <laughs> yes, any of any of you s- <laughs> staff from from staff any of you from senior that grip famous uh, passengers <laughs> yeah. film. Yeah, uh, key grip, uh, second grip. Second I don't grip. You know, no, doesn't matter. Animator grip because you lost control of the first one. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, second Helga. Shoot. Well, um, yeah, so they went from Helga to Hilda, and he was always having an affair with whoever was Clink's secretary. He was always hustling yeah. somebody yeah. up. Every, well, there was even a, Offset. <laughs> my favorite Hogan's episode had to be the one where Clink and Hogan uh, had to go to England to steal a P fifty one Mustang. <laughs> That one was awesome because oh. he's like, you know, taking Clink along and he's trying to be kind of American, but he's like so German, you know, <laughs> I, wanna, I don't know. That right. one just always made me laugh. God, I'll have to look, I'll have to look wow. that one up. But you're yeah. right. The one, the one where Carter is Hitler is pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think I remember that one. Oh, I don't remember the P fifty one one, but it's it's pretty. I would have remembered it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they kind of all merge after a yeah. while, you know. It's like, yeah. ooh, it's a V two rocket. Oh, we got to go get that. Yeah, I heard people yeah. didn't like Crittenden for some reason, and I don't know about that. Colonel Crittenden, mm-hmm. he was the guy that he was like a couple of grades above. Yeah, and so when he would show up in camp, he would always try to take over. He tried to he take was a over, bonehead. and he'd be a yeah bonehead he wouldn't he'd, he'd say that resistance is you know you're supposed to be a prisoner and try to escape and you should never right do other things don't stay and he's like well you're not really kind of getting the point yeah. this is actually a, a base if right. you will uh, right. Yeah. Right. but he also played uh dr bombay in bewitched 
Oh, yeah. oh that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he do. So the witches would have like some fucked up disease, and he'd mm. have an equally fucked up cure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Calling yeah. Doctor Bombay. I love Doctor Bombay. <laughs> God damn! I watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Apparently, oh, no, yeah, holy yeah. crap! I know you feel like Bob Murray's character. There are only Scrooge. so many channels. <laughs> how, how do I know all these references? What could have I done with my life if I didn't watch TV <laughs> or? Movies or any, you know, hours and hours of TV. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and I saw these episodes over and over again. But you know, it's hard yeah. to remember. It's not like I could, like with Star Trek, I can I can pull those titles yeah. out of my yeah. ass. And we would actually do that. Okay, so so my buddies and I, we had this whole TV up in a room that was above a garage. And like nobody ever went there. I mean, so no one would fuck with us. And we, you know, take our pot up there, we'd run there after school. And this TV was like an old black and white piece of shit. And we'd have this antenna sticking out the window. Kind of, kind of like Hogan's it didn't heroes. matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so we'd have to actually we had time to you know like get the bong all filled up and everything because it was one of these TVs where you had to turn it on and wait oh, for the yeah. tubes to warm. Oh yeah, yeah. you I had know, one of those. It went from the dot to <laughs> the. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, Gilligan's Island would come on, and then or, all three of them, and then we would always have a contest to see if we can remember, you know, which episode it is, and and um, this one guy, he knows. <laughs> He'd always get high, and he totally forget shit. And he'd go, "That's where Gilligan fucks up the rescue." And he's like, "Well, yeah, we know that." But yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, give me a little bit more. And he's he like, fucks oh. up the rescue. Whoa! <laughs> and then by Tim Hogan's heroes is on, he was worthless. <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh, you did." This is the one, you know. It's the one where Clint goes, Hogan! Hogan! (laughs) (laughs) And Hogan would always try to, you know, butter up Clint by calling him the Iron Eagle. And the worst thing that could happen is you'd have to go to the Russian front. So all you'd have to say was like, I don't want to go to the Russian front. Oh, Uh they would always send the prisoners to solitary confinement, which also had a tunnel to it. That's right. (laughs) So (laughs) you're fine there, too. Pretty much everywhere in camp had a tunnel. (laughs) Well, there was one episode where he was frustrated because he couldn't find a place to dig where there was. In a tunnel. Right. <laughs> there was one when where Sergeant Carter uh, didn't have any explosives, <clears throat> so he was trying to make some. And he kept exploding down in the tunnel. And then he'd have to dig his ass out. He'd come out and he'd be all black. <laughs> uh-huh. There was there was always a lot of pretty good yeah. episodes. You know, there was always something where it it was right up there with Batman as far as you know, pure camp. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. campy, super campy. Yeah, hey, it was well. Oh wait, wait, Werner Klemper showed up in the Batman, uh, the original Adam West Batman TV show. He did yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, Clink did because he stuck his head out the window <gasps> yes! and and said something to Batman. I can't remember exactly what it was, yeah, but I remember but he referenced that referenced Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wow. they were walking up the side of the yeah, wall. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. Colonel, what are you doing here in Gotham City? I am looking for an underground agent. One of ours or one of yours? And why the exposition hall at the Coliseum? Who knows? You never know where you might find one. Be careful not to get picked up. Chief O'Hara can be very tough with aliens incognito. Incognito? With my monocle? Well, say hello to Colonel Hogan for us. It's a wonder he hasn't tried to borrow your bat rope to pull another one of his escapes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was Car- Carter was a a white guy. Yeah, white yes. guy, red hair kind of guy. Larry yeah. Hovis. Okay. He wasn't in Green Acres, was he? 
No, no. but he but looked like he should have been. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, he was from so, Texas. So, you know who okay. you're probably thinking of is Ab from yeah. the one. You know, Mister uh, Douglas is uh, oh a farmhand. Who yeah, I wasn't thinking of Ab. I was him thinking. Dad. I don't. Maybe I was thinking of Mister Drucker or something. But yeah, it is th- those those type those type characters from the '60s. They they, <laughs> they stick with you, man. Yeah, they do. They do. They, yeah. Oh God! But, I mean, uh, Green Acres used to just. Oh, I mean. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> when, I, when I when I work when I work out in the afternoon, I'll turn that son of a bitch on on antenna TV, and I'll be watching him and thinking, "Oh, this is hilarious," you know, because uh-huh. you know, because it'll always be one where. You know, Mr. Haney comes over to sell yeah. him some shit. And, uh-huh. um, oh, and then, uh, what's his name? The county agent, Mr. Kimball. Hank Kimball comes out and he's got that awesome Bronco, shorty Bronco, Ford Bronco. Uh-huh. God, I always wanted those. Are those are awesome. Those yeah. are cool vehicles. My, my favorite episode is uh, one where uh, the, the town, they need to raise some money or something like that. And then someone remembers that during World War One, they had a contract with the government to build an airplane. <laughs> and, and for whatever reason, that contract has not expired. It's like still good. So if they deliver the airplane, the government has to give them the money. <laughs> so they like pull up in this whole barn and there's this, this dilapidated World War One not complete plane. I forget what That's happened. Awesome. But I forget what happens, but that was just like, yeah. Well, you know I that, think that was Green Acres. That anyway. shit. Well, see that yeah. shit all triangulated because, yeah. like you, you had uh, the Beverly Hillbillies would visit Hooterville, mm-hmm. and then they had uh, Petticoat Junction. Yeah, they lived in the yeah, same yeah. Like, world. Yeah, Petticoat Junction was yeah. just up the track from uh, Hooterville. Yeah, Petticoat Junction that had to get Bob Crane's mind, you know, thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. oh it didn't. Mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. Something's happening to Jeffy's body. <laughs> what are they doing in the water tower again? Uh. They're completely naked. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and then uh, was he? And yeah, and then Green Acres. They he would basically everyone ended up in Sam Drucker's store at one point or another. Yeah, yeah. And that was the beauty of Sam Drucker. He could be what insane like the other characters, or he could be the point of reason. You know, he could switch back and forth. Where like Mr. Douglas right. was always the, you know, like, hey, aren't you Oliver just Wendell always D- uptight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aren't you Oliver Wendell Douglas, the famous pig lawyer? <laughs> I'm not a pig lawyer. <laughs> Arnold, turn that TV set down. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the pig. All the ziffles? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man, we're, we're hitting danger zone. This podcast is never going to end. Because <laughs> TV that I got to be careful because someone's going to send an email saying, you guys should uh, do a whole show on that. Acres. I no! love <laughs> we will not. We just did that show. <laughs> You will shut up. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just watched uh, Role Models, that Paul Rudd oh, movie. That like, is so I've watched funny. it a few times, and I've watched it again just last night for, just for fun. That Ford that they drive, that I think that's a Bronco as well, yeah. like, that Jeep kind of looking thing. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Feel the burn. Yeah. No, 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 not that oh, one. Not but the, the Minotaur? Not the Minotaur. It's the, oh, the Bronco. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah oh, Bron- yeah. Oh, so, such a good vehicle. <laughs> but also, like, Paul Rudd's such a dick. In that movie, he's so awesome. Oh, and, and the kids, yeah, yeah. Fenty. That movie's so funny. Congratulations, you're stupid. You fucked up in three languages. Large means large. Good morning. Can I take your order? Can I get a tall chai? A large black coffee. A what? 
Large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. He means a venti, yeah. The biggest one you got. Venti is large. No, venti is 20. Danny. Yeah. Large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti's the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. Look, Dick, venti is a large coffee. Really? Says who? Fellini? How much is that? Here's a 10. Do you uh, accept lira, or is it all euros? You know what? Just keep the change. Yeah. So good. I just loved it because it had, you know, at the end, if you look at the credits, they give all these props to all these LARPers because, mm-hmm. you know, half the movie is, oh, you know, God. LARPing. Well, and Joe Truglio, I think from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think that's his name, yeah. was in it. And he was a great LARPer. And oh, I found a oh. bloopers reel on YouTube where they just couldn't hold it together because a oh, lot yeah. of it's just ad-libbed and goofy. And Oh, sure. It's such it's, a fun movie. Have you guys, this is from a few years ago. It's another Joe Truglio movie. Um, Paul? Paul, oh yeah, sure, Paul, sure. Paul the Alien movie about yeah, the alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was really yeah, good. That's Simon just, Pegg's in that, right? Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Nick Frost too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just saw and, that. Uh, I thought that. Oh, I mean, that's that's a that's a oh. tank rat movie. If there is a tank yeah, rat absolutely. movie, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it yeah. is. Absolutely. If you haven't yeah. seen role models, I would check it out. Role models. I think it's yeah, up your yeah, alley. Right. Oh God, the, the kiss references alone. Oh God, the kiss references. Yeah, I was so surprised by that. He, he he tries to pal up with his kid, so they're like in you know, brother, um, like uh, big brother, big, big sister kind yeah, of thing. Where they're like little wings or something. Okay. Like that. There's a little and a big, a big. Uh, yeah, yeah, sturdy wings. <laughs> and Jane, I I forgot her Jane name. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is yeah. the oh, yeah. leader of the group, and she's just oh. hilarious. She's improving. I think all the goddamn him. time. She, would, she was also don't bullshit in, a bullshitter. <laughs> she was also in Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, so, she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Wiig, she was hilarious. Oh, yeah. she was good. In that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, in Role Models, there's these two guys who kind of screw up, and then they have to do community service or go to prison. Oh, God. And they just kept saying, we'll get raped in prison. You know, they, yeah. all those dumb jokes. But then they were like, well, we've got to hang out with these kids and spend 150 hours of community service, or we're going to go to prison. So then these guys who want nothing to do with children have to hang out with children. Uh, and one of them's a, a LARPer who likes to do LARPing, and one of them yeah. is just a sass mouth. Yeah, but 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 the it's one who's got good. the sass mouth is a huge Kiss fan. Oh. So there's this great scene in there where he's 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 trying to reach out to the kid, and he goes, and he he turns on Love Gun by Love Kiss, Gun. and he goes, Hey, hey, do you like this song? And he goes, Yeah, I love it. You, see, you know what it's about? He's singing about his dick. You get it? You get it? This is Love Gun. Yeah, it's it, hilarious. Yeah, it's a good movie. And Christopher Mintz Plaz plays the older kid. He's a red mist in um, Kick Ass. Yes. yes. Uh, and oh, he's fantastic. Well, he's also McLovin. Uh, McLovin in. Uh, yeah. McLovin. yeah, if you haven't seen, anyone who hasn't seen Super uh, Bad needs to see that immediately because yeah. that's like. Oh, God, there's so many funny things. Yeah. He should. The only thing I'd say about that movie is he should have had a much bigger role because he was oh, hilarious. So good. So good. But yeah, it's. You know the the thing about Hogan's Heroes is is it's just it's a fun show, and I have to say I was able to watch Hogan's Heroes. I have recovered from <laughs> watching Autofocus. I'm in recovery, uh-huh. and I don't feel so bad now watching it. I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. It's it's still Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. You know, just have fun with it. The yeah. thing the thing about the Greg Kinnear thing in that movie was just boys just got to have their fun. Like this idea yeah. that Bob Crane was on this train and he was going to do the things he was going to do yep. and and he fell into these circumstances that just 
they turned into what they turned into, and yeah. and in in a little way, it was kind of like, hey, look, this is just the way a road. This is this is my road. Mm-hmm. That's where I went. Um, I don't know. It gave me an out for not feeling like it was a Black Mirror episode and being like, okay, yeah, um, this is just kind of yeah. like probably okay because yeah. and- he he owed everybody so much money. Yeah, you know, at the time, you know, because we didn't know about this settlement. He owed alimony. He didn't have a good job thing. Right. Like his life was not going in the direction right. he wanted it to go. And then all of a sudden, randomly, he was murdered in this crazy, unexplained murder that is still oh. <clears throat> technically unsolved, even though. Oh, I remember we, yeah. that. Like, allegedly, expect that uh, John Carpenter did it. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, yeah. that's mine. I had just graduated from high school when that news story broke, and I just, I remember it very well. It was like Bob Crane found dead, yeah. you know, in wow. Scottsdale, Arizona. And see, Scottsdale, you have to remember too, Scottsdale and Phoenix didn't have that huge population yeah. boost at that period of time. These were pretty, I wouldn't say small towns, but they were pretty tiny compared it's to what a big they town are now. now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they they didn't have a, uh, much experience dealing with a, oh, no. a, a murder like that. Well, yeah, nobody but, really did. Right. I mean, you didn't have DNA evidence. You didn't. I mean, right. DNA evidence makes everything. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy because you have to handle this shit right. I mean, honestly, if yeah. they would have handled yeah. this shit right with the OJ case, you know, right, we wouldn't have yeah, had but- <laughs> like months and months and months of that shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, yeah. In any case, the thing with Bob Crane is, and and Richard Dawson, you know, there's something about Richard Dawson too that's just like so uncomfortable. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually really like. I remember watching Family Feud. I watched a lot of it. You know, he took over. Who was the guy who originally did Family Feud? Um, oh shit! I forgot his um, name, but um, 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 um. well, uh, well. Anyway, after the one guy. Oh, I the- can't. I'll look him. I'd look him up, but I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, to me that much. Matter. So that guy committed suicide, <laughs> right? And, yeah, and right. then and then Richard Dawson became the host of Family Feud. Yeah, and oh, okay. and and then I mean, I just he was a good schmarmy host for that. That was he was perfect for him. Yeah, and then there was all was... this double dealing. Like there was, I mean, we could do. I mean, we're not going to. We could talk a lot about like Family Feud because like. He was he was in charge of it for a long time, and then right. they were like, "Well, we want to do this and da da da." And he wanted to make it his own show, and then he left, and there was all this drama. And then they replaced him and rebooted the show, and then it failed. And then he, they were like, "Can you come back?" And then he came back, and then it failed. And then oh, they they got uh, uh, Louis Anderson to do yeah. it, right, right. and then Louis Anderson was, "Can you come back and do it?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> By He's way, like, I'm out. By the way, have you seen... Dawson was like, I'm done. Have you seen yeah. Louis Anderson's portrayal of Mrs. Baskets? I, I have, just in trailers, but I've never seen Baskets, oh, the show. No. Okay, so so Baskets is a punk. It's a mother-son with... Is, yeah. is it Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis. And so he, he goes to France to learn how to be a clown. And he ends up being a rodeo clown. Anyways, to be honest with you, Zach Galifianakis is kind of one of those guys where I like his stuff, but... You can you can get a little bit too much of him. Yeah, I like him a lot. I do too. But but I mean, sometimes he just takes. It's sort of like Jerry Lewis when he was directing his own comedy bits. It's like, dude, dude, put a bullet in the head yeah, yeah. of this thing. We've seen enough. Stop we it. got it. <laughs> but uh, Louis Anderson plays his mother, and I mean, it is so entrancing to watch. Yeah. From what I saw in the trailers, I was like, "Whoa, that's Louis, Mrs. Baskets." Wow. It's just amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I'll check it out. 
Because, yeah, I've, I've been interested It's coming in back on uh, very soon, actually. I actually, yeah. I made it through the entire series Erased on Netflix. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a ponderous time travel series that was. Um, I wanted to blow hmm. my brains out about halfway in, but then I said, shit, now I got to watch it. I was like, I'm going to make it all the way through <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker. But, I mean, wow. I, I really literally had to just, like, take a piece of paper and yeah. go, okay, all right, fuck. Um it's a yeah. it, it's a Japanese Netflix about a, a kid who's a manga artist who right. can stop time and and w- well can't stop time but time stops for him right and then reverses like thirty seconds if he sees a crime or an accident and then if he's very attentive he can solve the accident and then uh, return time to normal so he's like a superhero right uh-huh. kind of in a weird way yeah kind of in a weird way yeah. and then and then in i'm not giving anything away really but in the second episode he jumps time really far and you're like what just <laughs> happened <laughs> and then the rest of it is 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 really ponderous but it's it's just so slow and i i guess it's a good winter thing but but i made it through it and i didn't love it it's, I didn't love it. It's I, very I loved, Japanese. I like the acting, and it was nice to s- interact with a different culture and watch a Netflix series. It's like watching Dark. It was nice to see a German Netflix show, just like it's nice to see a cool, uh, you know, uh, Japanese Netflix show. I like doing that kind of stuff. I like to watch series that are done in other cultures like that. But hmm. yeah, I. But at the end of it, it was a grind. The last episode, I was like, I'm gonna make it through this whole episode. Oh god, it was it was like the last episode <laughs> of the X Files back in the nineties. Yeah. It's like, oh shut up, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> wrap it up, people. <laughs> Can't you just finish this now? <sighs> Apparently, my wife informed me our DVRs started to record new episodes. Or yes, it, it's oh, yeah. coming X-Files soon or something. But yeah, Dude, I, I, I got to tell you, it's it's hard. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I sit there and I try to get into it. And the smoking man's already worked in, like, the Trump fake news thing as, you know, part of the overall conspiracy. Oh. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Jeez. Yeah. I just saw that What's-His-Face well, was squatching, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. Why is anyone squatching anymore? So I don't know. It's just, it's just like conspiracy <laughs> theories have just wound down for me because like i say you can just turn on the it's news it's just not that right. fun. oh yeah yeah, yeah. You, the, the regular news covers it. well yeah because it's, it's like when this book came out oh fire Trump, and fury fire and fury holy moly <laughs> but it's funny did you see that this one guy <laughs> wrote a book a few years ago you know this really dry historian about uh-huh. <laughs> you know about all the bombing done in world war ii and yeah. he called it the fire and the fury and people kept fucking up and getting <laughs> they kept buying that book <laughs> i don't want this you know, every once in a while, someone would buy his book, and then all of a sudden, this thing comes out, and they're like, "Who that? <laughs> Who that? I wanted a Trump book." Wow, these royalty royalty checks are getting much bigger. It's just yeah. amazing. So, but 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 I, you know, the excerpts are fine for me. Like yeah, oh, like yeah. hearing that Trump is you know in bed at six thirty with a cheeseburger sometimes, yeah. falling asleep with a cheeseburger on his chest. I'm like, wow, holy shit! Or he's in meetings oh, with like Fox is... News with the sound turned off and shit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, it is like your grandpa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, I, I mean, it's crazy. We're, this is, you know, maybe something, uh, you know, maybe Greg Kinnear can play him. Oh, in a, my in a future God. movie, you know, getting all weird. Yeah. You Greg know. Kinnear, he's, he's, he's a good actor, but there's something about him. 
that's just skeevy. It's skeevy. And, yeah, and so yeah. perfect Willem for Dafoe, Bob Crane. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, but, but yeah, perfect. But, but that's the thing is he played. They both played their respective characters very well when they first meet, and they're mm. actually like fairly above board and everything. But yeah. then when you know the spiral starts kicking in, it was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie is dark. Oh, Autofocus yeah. is dark. Yeah. But um, I, I gotta say that 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 book Fire of the Fury by Michael Wolf. He has not got the best reputation for writing like the greatest journalism, and this right. might be the best journalism that he's he he's put forward in a, a long time. Yeah, well, because he's he's a bit he's a bit known as a bit of a carouser kind of type journalist. You know what I mean? Like sure, sure. writing uh, things that are kind of gossip. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like a Kitty Kelly. But that's almost yeah. how you have to cover Trump. Well, <laughs> right. well yeah. In some ways. You got to be kind of a reality. Well, he risked know. he risked all his access. He lost all his access, and he wrote the things that the press corps won't do because they're yeah. not willing to risk access. They want the yeah. access, so they're not going to write anything like as scathing as this. And I think it's awesome that he managed to just tell everyone, you know, oh hey, by the way, right. I'm just regular press guy, and then they yeah. told him all this stuff, and a lot of it's verified. There's a few things that have been nitpicked that were negative, but in general, it seems like it's pretty above board. I'm, I don't want to read it. I honestly just want to just give me some excerpts, and I'm fine, because I, I can't handle yeah. it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I mean, you look back on it now, and <clears throat> you wonder how many <clears throat> of our presidents actually you know, we're not probably in the best of health. Like, well, obviously the, one of the big stories that always comes to mind is uh, Woodrow Wilson after he had his uh, strokes and his wife was pretty much running the show mm. up until the point where the you know Senate said, no, I want to see him and I want to see him now, mm. you know, and, and she kind of more or less like propped him up like, hello. <laughs> weekend, uh, weekend at Woodrow's. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, she fucking did. <laughs> no, I'm feeling oh, fine. God. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm good. Oh my god! But then, but then, of course, you know, you also had Ronald Reagan, who uh, you got to think, you know, that Alzheimer's was starting to really kick in, and they were doing those CAT scans. I don't know if you remember that famous shot where they shaved half of his head you know, for the cat scan and everything. And he walks out and he's waving. He doesn't give a shit. And Nancy, you know, puts a hat on his head right away because it looked kind of weird and everything. And mm-hmm. with Trump, I, I think it's just, I'm not saying that the mar- the stitching on the marble bag is completely tight either. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, is that I think that people who have reached a certain amount of wealth and authority, be that financial or political or whatever, just don't live in the same fucking universe that we do. Dude, semi-literate yeah. like yeah yeah if, if it's in print it might as well not exist i mean mm-hmm. that is insane unless he reads his own name then he'll read it otherwise yeah yeah, yeah. well well that, yeah he likes his he likes his info on one sheet with lots of maps because he likes yeah. maps i'm like what oh shit. right like, you're the president <laughs> I, I, can you pay attention i'm no. wondering if it's a stretch to call him semi-literate though because i mean the guy does author his own tweets I mean, they are just tweets, okay? And, and they are semi-coherent. And then they're semi-coherent, but he <laughs> appears to—he appears to know how to read and write. Well, but, it, you but, know. but in all yeah. honesty, the first president who did start using Twitter was Obama, mm-hmm. and I frankly yeah. didn't think it was a good idea then. Now, obviously, Obamas were much more reasoned and yeah. better put, and not they were weird. vetted obviously by a team. Well, yes, oh, yeah. yes, but my point is still the same: is like you're you're moving away from direct transparency, which is to say, 
the White House meeting, the stat briefings, and you're just going to I'm sitting on the shitter and I'm telling you what I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't I don't really need to know what you think. You know, like a lot of people said, Oh, what well, who's the president you'd like to have a beer with, you'd like to talk with? None, None of, of them. them. I don't <laughs> want to the know fuck these fuck out of my house. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to know these people. It's, mm-hmm. it's like remember I, I would tell you guys about you know how everyone said, Oh, you gotta read the jobs book. You gotta read the jobs book. And I read the jobs book and I thought, yeah, this is like every story. Of a captain of industry I've ever read. Yeah. These are not people you want to know. Yeah, or um, hang out with. Or, or hang around yeah. with or be around in any way, shape, or form. Hey, but you know, the batteries now are only 29 bucks. So feel good about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Battery gate. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, battery gate was kind of dumb and everything, but it's it's fine. I like it as a discount, but I, you know, I yeah. think, I think, well, I mean, honestly, as as the big Apple fan in the crowd, I will say that I have an Apple uh, Six Plus. I'm gonna um, replace my battery. They they don't have batteries for my phone until March or April, which is fine. Wow! But they're running the battery program till December, so I'm just gonna really delay upgrading my battery until as late as possible sure. because. Whether or not mm-hmm. I use this phone as my phone for forever, or pass it on, or pass it on to um, Godzuki because she can have this giant phone for fun, you know, um, yeah. I'm going to get a goddamn new battery for it for twenty nine bucks. Because no, that's true. Lithium oh, yeah. ion, you know, I have used the living fuck out of my phone for a couple few years now, and they're really not guaranteed for so many charge cycles. So I'm expecting that it's going to run out of charge at some point anyway. So um, I just mm-hmm. don't want to get a 10. I don't want an iPhone 10. I'm not interested in it. And I'm honestly not even interested in an 8 Plus. So it's kind of like, sure. I don't even give a fuck right now with wh- what Apple's doing. And and quite honestly, mm-hmm. I've been working on, you know, my G5 tower for mm-hmm. over, I think, a decade. And that's oh. fucking ridiculous in computer terms. And I have done every goddamn yep. thing I can to this computer to mod it into, you know, changing the processor, adding the RAM, doing everything I can just to stay with the cheese grater because... Uh, I didn't want a garbage can. I didn't want a non-upgradable garbage can. No, I understand. I want upgradability, and now they've got this iMac Pro, which is just some god-awful, unupgradable thing that costs $10,000. I'm not paying eight to $10,000 for a goddamn computer right. for, like, you know, processing speed. You're, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it better because it's well, just, if, if, if the next... If the next G5, whatever they call it, if they come up with a cheese grater like they said they're going to at some point, I will upgrade. Otherwise, quite honestly, I've had to sh- I shut down processes. I shut down the computer to a certain degree, and then we record the podcast. So, like, there are things that I do that I minimize every process that computer is mm-hmm. doing so that it can focus on the process I, I need it to I do. I don't know how they can possibly just abandon that format. They, they have. I know, but I mean, <laughs> it's it, it makes no right. fucking yeah. sense. It, it's because everyone lives on their goddamn phones. I and guess you're right. Anyone who's a professional right. who needs to do something that actually requires, but you it, know, several microphones at once or anything that requires multi, you know, thread processing, they're just they're just kind of ignoring that market, right. and, and that's fine. And I can move to I can move to PC. That's fine. I'm totally considering that. I would rather not because I'm so deep in the ecosystem and that's, that's, oh, yeah. it you would, know, yeah. it, would, it would probably cost you more money now 
yeah. and time just to move away to, say, Android phones and a Windows or yeah. Linux system than it would if you... Although, I have to say a um, couple, couple items. Sure. One, one is, um, as long as we're talking about computers. So, I have an old Apple, you know, the ones that used to be like a trivet. Mm-hmm. I was going to put High Sierra on it. And, of course, High Sierra, their newest operating system, had that problem where you could have um, a blank password and just get oh, in as an right, admin. Right, Yeah. Which was kind of a big deal. Kind of a yeah. root hack. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie-doopsie. Anyways, uh, the thing that's, that's always fascinates me about it is that, you know, Apple will just, if you say, okay, I just, I just want to download the file. I, you know, I don't, I, I want the whole operating system so I can put it on a bootable USB or whatever and I can just do a fresh install mm-hmm. instead of just constantly piling OS sure. after OS sure. after right. OS. Because yeah. the older your machine gets, you know, the harder it is to have to go through, you know, everything else. Well, you yeah. cannot get the whole fucking you, file. You, you can, though, and I have a bootable thumb drive because I did that with El Capitan. Like... Because I needed, I, I wanted to create. Yeah, a- but where do you where do you get it? Because if you go to the Mac page mm-hmm. and you try mm-hmm. to download it, you'll get the stub file. You will not get the full install. I did it through Terminal, and it was a long time ago. So I have a thumb drive okay. that I created through Terminal, where I like created the whole. Um, God damn! How did I do it? Well, and I, but, I, but in anyway, any case, I you know was, I went on the internet. Super thought, complicated. Well, it's it's not that complicated as long as you have the full install. Yeah. But the thing was, so I go I go out there and I'm looking for it's like well, and people, of course, you know, you go on these Apple forums, and I don't know if Apple users are just that fucking stupid they or are. They, they, <laughs> they're just they're saying like, well, oh, you know, I go there once. And I get the stub file. I go there again, and I get the full install. And I'm like, well, Jesus Christ! And they, and then they'll they'll mention something that they did, which could po- not possibly have any effect on what size file you get to download. So I just said, all right, screw it. I just don't even want to deal with this mm-hmm. anymore. But then on the Linux side, I've been I've been using my um, Ubuntu sixteen oh four because you know yeah. it's good for t- tell twenty twenty two. That Unity desktop is the fucking worst. Oh yeah, I don't use that. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that thing. You know, you you put it on there, and you think, oh, all right, what the hell? It comes with it. It starts blinking. It starts doing shit. And I just, all right, we're going to genome. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, or or some, you know, Lubuntu lightweight something. Yeah, I, too. I don't even install Ubuntu anymore. I install uh, Xubuntu. How do you pronounce that? But it's uh, I know what you it mean. Use, uses that Zubuntu. I yeah, think it Zub- actually is Zubuntu. Zubuntu. Yeah, that's yeah. from Wakanda, Black Panther. Yeah, and it it uses <laughs> He's a superhero. It, it actually came from there. <laughs> it uses yeah, the XFCE it. desktop. It's vibrating. It's a more lightweight. Oh, it's very lightweight. It's an interface for you to get to your programs. But what's interesting without, is that you you can even go yeah. on Ubuntu or you can read a, a, a Ubuntu uh, magazine or something. And the first yeah. thing they'll do is start bitching about the Unity <laughs> desktop. And it's like, well, then why do you keep fucking releasing it? <laughs> I think I I think I read something recently. That they they went, went back the, to Genome. No, that they're yeah they're actually going to drop, four. drop yeah. Unity. Yeah, it's like wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, it was so irritating because it would do it would it would make no sense. It would just do yeah. stuff for no particular reason. And say, "Whoa, what you can do is use the tweak tool." Well, that's, you know, it's like, thanks. Why don't you really talk down to me? But in any case, but but yeah, I I found that just weird that yeah. if you can't, you know, you go to the Mac site and. No, the Apple site's terrible for advice. I mean, you can get some advice there, but they actually Apple is so big now that well, what, what they, they seem you, to just ignore you. Are you running El Capitan you. now? Um, 
quite honestly. Yeah. Um, Sierra. So. Oh, you are running the latest yeah. on High Sierra. Yeah. Because I couldn't get this. I, I mean, so you just uh, you just mm-hmm. installed it over top mm-hmm. of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I well, I actually have I have four drives, and on one drive I have a clean Sierra, and then on my main drive I have an overtop Sierra. Gotcha. So like I could go to my other drive and then look at my other one if there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then I have the external drives as well to do other things with. But but I I wanted the clean install, but then I also wanted the the legacy install. You know, that's kind of how I was. You got but, you've had that long enough that the legacy is probably the legacy drive is probably a really good idea. Yeah, well, and it's holding up fine. I mean, I'm having some problems with iCloud linkages like I think people have noticed uh, you too during the podcast <laughs> that uh, I'm getting some pop-ups that I just can't get beyond because iCloud is freaking out and I don't know why and yeah. I, I can't solve it. And so Apple, I, I don't know. And, and so, there, there are these times when I just throw my hands up and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you as a company that when I go into my system preferences, I can't sign out i can't sign in i can't right. get my password so I, it's just yeah. a beach ball and i'm we like give you nothing yeah yeah they gave me eh. nothing so i force quit i've rebooted like before you guys even came to the secret studio to do this i've rebooted and i've tried to get rid of that because i was afraid it would interfere uh with the uh program that i'm right. using to record so it's just frustrating that i see this the company that I used to love, that used to be simple, that used to understand me. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, honestly, it used to be I could easily manipulate things and do all kinds of fun stuff. And now it is a chore to figure out how to do the things that I used to do very easily. Everything has become more difficult. And yeah, it's, it's not it, because of my Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's because uh, of the operating system no, becoming it, it more and more It seems like they're jeopardizing a lot of market share. For the the professionals, but oh, they are. But yeah. they're they're so big with the with the iPhone that I think that they've just gotten arrogant. I mean, I think you're, you're yeah. kind of well, like it's, it's not just arrogance; it's rich. They're they're getting yeah. rich on the iPhone. Oh yeah, the yeah. iPhone yeah. It costs as much as one of these like G five cheese graters, and they're making big. Oh, bank when, on when it. they said that the ten was was a thousand bucks, I thought, "Fuck yeah, you. that's yeah. like that's ridiculous." I don't, I don't care what on. it does; it cannot be worth a thousand dollars. Go no play way. with one in a store; they're not that great. They they really aren't. Yeah, the eight plus is just is fine. But by the time I put the eight plus at the uh, RAM that I want, um, it's a thousand dollars. You know, yeah. so it's it's kind of like even an eight plus, which because yeah. I like the large screen size because of my vision problems, I like to be able to see a big screen. Um, and and the screen size is about the same as the ten, but the ten doesn't have the thumbprint. And you got to do facial recognition, and it, it's honestly <gasps> just. A- that's another thing that's got Pain me in the neck. really pissed off too. Because yeah. I mean, talk about talk about 1984. Another thing that would have Orwell spitting in his grave. Oh, like, yeah. I can't even use my fucking phone until, <laughs> until I, see, you know, the facial software yeah. knows who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Good, oh. luck, good luck calling in 911 during that car crash when you got blood all over your face. Actually, yeah. Did yeah. you Did you read that <laughs> wow. story about uh, the how the 911 system really fucks up on geolocation? Mm-mm. Oh God, oh, it was really wow. horrible. Um, so. Uh, they, they were talking, this, this guy was doing this news story and he had worked it out with the 911 communications head. Uh, he said, well, okay, I want to interview you across the hall from the actual 911 thing. I'm going to call into 911 and then I'm going to ask him, identify myself and ask him to give me the location. So again, 
you have to remember, they're literally across the hall, 9-11, guy calls in, they gave him a location 16 blocks away. Yeah. It's wow. a glitch in cell their tower. system. So that's what cell yeah. tower was. Yeah. 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 I mean, there have so, been, been cases with cell phones where you, you can't tell where they are, and a lot of crimes where, you know, you, you, can, you can ping off a near cell tower. Um, we had that happen with a crime in Madison where someone was pinging off a cell tower, and they mm-hmm. tried to say that, well, that means he committed the crime. They're like, well, it doesn't really. It means he was in the no. area of where the crime occurred. But you can correct for that. I mean, obviously Uber does. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, God, what is that one, you know, the with the meals? um I can't think of it now, but it, yeah. it's the one where that you know you can you can basically call them up and say hey, I've got an order from Pizza Hut or whatever, and they'll come mm-hmm. and get it and then bring it to you. Okay, and shit yeah. like that. So I mean, it can work. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't they're not correcting right. for it in the nine eleven wow. system. So That's maybe crazy. It's, so. so they're not using GPS then on. Well, it's I think it's a refinement within the system because essentially, like I say, with Uber. I mean, the app has to correct for the fact that yes, you have cell towers. It's it's like a hack. You can't if you're if you're trying to communicate with another node on a network, mm. you have to have some identifying aspect of yeah. where the node is on the network and so forth. You can't just say, "Oh, anything will." Well, you can, but the fact is, is that they can correct for this. They just haven't spent the money or the time to do it. Yeah, I'm just talking about out of my ass. But like, if you call nine one one. You, you can't be like, that can't be a relinquishment of your privacy where you can like say, hey, look, I'm dialing 911, therefore they should know my GPS location. Right. I mean, yeah. but I mean. But they I, don't I have get... the technology on that. Yeah, exactly. Right. To do that. Exactly. So yeah. I, they do have the technology that locate landlines, don't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But see, like with, yeah. with Uber, for instance, you're putting that app on your cell right. phone. That's using your location so device. So they're using the your location. Uh, it's it's the yeah. Uber app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're you're jointly communicating that you're okay with that, or uh-huh. meals to go, or whatever that thing is called. Yeah, you click the terms of service. And, yeah, yeah. say, oh, yeah. Can, can can it have ass access right, to your? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but can, uh, can we run the, can, can we run the movie <laughs> camera all the time so we can you know yeah, yeah. see where you are and what you're doing? And right. Yeah. Record that. And I mean, I'm not I'm not one of these paranoid types in any way, shape, or form. But you I should be. be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? And, yeah. and I, I've said this before, too, about uh, I was reading this article about, I have to say, I read a lot more business and economics than I did before, because I think I just take the time to do it now. Mm-hmm. And kind of, mm-hmm. because it's always very enlightening, much more so than the news, actually. Yeah, the oh, news God. can get tabloid, kind of. It is tabloid. Yeah, yeah. No, There's I, really I don't... nothing of any use that I've, no. I've yet seen. Right. But, I mean, it's like, it's funny one of my relatives is uh, working at the Consumer Electronics Show, but I had to go to the BBC site to know that they had like a two-hour power outage <laughs> and they had to evacuate oh. the building in Las Vegas, which I thought was really kind of oh. funny because then they shed this picture and they, all these people, their, their faces just dimly lit by their laptop. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, well, <laughs> not so consumer are now, are we? <laughs> the, the thing is, like, so they have like this, you know, Ancestry.com, and this 23 and me. Now, the first thing that I've seen that's made sense to me is they have the health and ancestry package. Right. But yeah. what, what amazed me was over the Christmas season, and these things are like probably about 75, 80 bucks a pop, a lot of people were giving them out as gifts. 
And mm-hmm. the one that does the health, it's like, okay, I, that makes sense to me because you're looking for possible genetic issues in your family, yeah. especially if you're planning a family or something along those lines. But that's not. But you still have the ancestry thing in there, and I, you know, and I, I'm uh-huh. not of a paranoid nature, but you got to think in some way, shape, or form. It's like, okay, if you have, you know, you can use DNA evidence for everything, and you're a criminal, and we have that on an daily basis, that's great. But what about all these other people that we don't have their DNA? Oh, well, we can just go to 23andMe or Ancestry.com. Turns Uh out I'm 26% Slovakian. Well, who gives a fuck? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Unless someone who's 26 Slovakian just knocked off a liquor store. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of like, hmm, who could that be? It's over 20% Slovakian. (laughs) You got to watch him. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's it. It's, It's just, I don't know. It's those type of things where people just rush to be monitored. It's like, well, people will like me more if... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I have my facey tweets and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to admit it does sound... Depending on, you know, where your ancestry is, it, it can be fun to find out for a lot of people. I mean, just from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, sure. I guess. Yeah. There's a certain but, point you know, where I feel like... Part of me. All right. So I mean, I know that I know that there's all this. Um, you are giving up to a private company a lot of information about yourself. Yeah. And a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I can't really disclaim. It's sort of like Gattaca when you get right down right. to it. Right. Uh, mean, well, I yeah. do some. I do some DNA research. It's all. It's all confidential. And when you're working with someone like Twenty Three and Me, it's not all confidential. And so they are a private company instead of a public company. They're not going through an IRB. They're not going through protocols where they're protecting the identities of people. They're not getting um, certificates of confidentiality. They're not protecting your confidentiality. There There are certificates of confidentiality that protect people from... Any federal intrusion or any federal uh, looking into someone's genetics if sure. you're doing genetic research. Genetic research is very, very specific. Right. 23andMe doesn't have those same things. As soon as they figure out a way to monetize it, yeah. they will. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll oh, sure monetize they will. it. Sure they'll monetize it. Well, it'll be target just... advertising. Yeah. So be like, sure. Ah, ah, would you like to purchase this traditional Slo- Slovakian uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, festival garb? You know, <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. You really focus on these Slovakians, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, they just always <laughs> name like some weird. You know, yeah, they'll I know show that pie saying. chart, and I'm like, well, who, who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't care who your ancestors. I, I, honest, I honestly <laughs> just think that everyone who's a white supremacist should uh, be given a free twenty three and Me. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just to find yeah. out that they have some ancestry. Turns it's not out, fucking pure. Yeah. Turns out I'm actually a black <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> oh my god! I was born a more black child. <laughs> no, but that brings up the point too. Like I was saying, you know the you know NSA you know, approaches Microsoft or Silicon Valley and says, hey, we have these great encryption. Yeah. You know, hey, do you want to use them? Oh, yeah, sure. And by the way, then we'll just be able to backdoor into anything. Or uh, approaching Google for, you know, their searches mm-hmm. and so forth. I mean, it, ju- it just strikes me that it's it's not an issue of um, Democrat or Republican, right or left. I mean, honestly, with Trump... Those distinctions really seem to have just sort of melted away for me. Mm-hmm. Now it really just is like, how insanely far will capitalism go? And not just capitalism as as 
the word, the concept, the, mm-hmm. the system, but but just the idea that people can dismiss anything if it you makes know, a buck. Capitalism got along fine with democracy as long as democracy just shut its fucking pie hole. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches got but, stitches. But that's not that's not happening. Right. And uh, yeah, so now yeah. capitalism is on its own path. And I, I, I have and a feeling... And it has been for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what I was saying. Right. It's, it's not a small D anymore. It's like a microscopic D. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> yeah, and it's not... Well, you know what? You know what would be better if Trump? We could have Oprah. We could have Maury Povich. <laughs> Maury Povich. <laughs> Is that oh, one man. smoking dude dead? Uh, who's that guy? Who, you got to be more specific. Uh, he he's like a Maury Povich. Oh, I know he, the dude you mean. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Marv. So, I don't know. He smoked uh, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, and yeah. Yelled at people. He was a real peach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was in one of the yeah. Revenge of the Nerds movies too. He had like the talk show. I don't know. I, doesn't I feel matter. Terrible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't but matter. Right. The thing is, is, is it's just that we're not searching anymore. I mean, the, the uh-huh. Democrats, all they have are these old farts. I just think. I just think yeah. this is a fine time for an Oprah balloon to blow up and pop over the next couple months. Yeah. You know. No. It, this is good because it's pie in the sky. People, people can like fantasize about it, and then realists can start writing about it, and then it'll pop in a couple months, and that puts us in like March safely. And then you know other things are going to happen, yeah. you know, because every goddamn day that Trump is president, something just crazy yeah. happens because yeah. we are in the weirdest timeline. Yeah, it's another tabloid story. It's just another crazy mess, and then we're going to slowly march our way till November when things happen in in the House, and and. Everything I've been seeing in, you know, I know polling's not accurate as much anymore, but I mean, oh, every, God, no. but everything I've been seeing is, is just leaning toward a democratic, you know, the blue wave is a serious thing because this, this is not sitting well with a lot of Americans. But is there a blue wave? I yeah, mean, there is. There oh, is. Cause, on. cause you don't win. You don't win well, where we, where Democrats won in, uh, you know, Alabama and, you know, yeah, well, they but, squeaked one out. Well, they Totally, okay. yeah, but yeah. after I mean, 25 years, they squeaked one out. No, 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 it's not a wave. It's just that in the polls, they're saying that uh, Democrats are leading by like 17%, and there's a lot of Republicans that are just like, I'm retiring now, I'm done now, because a lot of them are just going to move on to, yeah. uh, you well, know, yeah, I mean, there's Orin, big money in lobbying, and Orin they're going to move on to lobbying. one of my favorite Mormons, he's retiring, mm-hmm. and guess who's throwing his little hat into the uh, sister bride ring? Hmm. Oh, yeah, Romney? Mittens. 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 Yeah. Mittens Romney. Back. The, uh, I, yeah, I, I think uh, it does look like a, a blue wave now, but we have to define what the blue wave is. It will be a slight improvement. We're not talking revolutionary. It's just a slight bit of control in the House, possibly. The, possibly for the Democrats. The question on my mind yeah. is, is, okay, are we looking at any real change or advancement for the American political experiment, or are we just looking at an historical disintegration? In other words, you know, were there people in 4th century Rome that just said, you know, if we got, uh, you know, a better emperor, one that wasn't batshit crazy, uh, you know, I bet you this empire would really turn around. <laughs> you know, I, it's I, like, uh, no, because I, everything yeah. was fucking up. And, well, and and to think that the Democrats have any answers, God, they certainly haven't been rushing out with any. Yeah. I mean, all you got is everyone's right. favorite old fart, you know, from New York coming out and going, well, I, I, I really rather disapprove of this. I, <laughs> I don't, not that I disagree with them, but it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, come on. Is there anybody that is on this side that's got something better than a better deal? 
Mm. You know, or, oh, they'll just come running to us in droves because they don't like Trump. So, I mean, I know, when I hear talks about blue waves. In a like, way, they're the party of the dissent now, and that's kind of a Virginia weird thing Virginia elected a transgender, yeah. and Ar- even Arkansas couldn't go with a, you know, fucking child diddler. So well, and Joe Arpaio is now running for Senate. Oh, which there's is some awesome, Still awesome, some awesome, crazy dudes out there. Yeah. <laughs> there Joe yeah. Arpaio. I just, I just can't even. I just you can't know, even. Because you know, McCain can't last too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, I can't believe that guy. You know, uh, he yeah. threw his little arms up in exasperation if he could, <laughs> if he could. <laughs> yeah, Joe, oh. uh, it's too much. Well, should we wrap with one final thought? Sure, go. Do you, do you have one? I see nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I hear nothing. One show I watched a whole bunch as a kid yeah, cool. was Richard Dawson on Match Game. Oh, Match Game. Wait. Oh, he was yeah. a contestant. A contest? Yeah. yeah one of the yeah, panel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Gene just Rayburn, tie that one didn't in. Didn't Gene Rayburn, though, give you a really creepy, like, if you found out he was like a child diddler or something, you'd be like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Oh, well, he was, that guy. I yeah. like that guy, though. He was, he was always host. a good game show host. Yeah. yeah <laughs> was, a bit didn't too he do, good. like, card sharks well, or something, too? Well, well what, what was kind of <laughs> creepy as a kid, <laughs> at watching the show as a kid, it was like, you know, you kind of knew something really wild was going on backstage. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's just something going like down. Like Hollywood Squares. You and, know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're not sure if these people are sober or, on, you know, it's just... So well, it was, Hollywood it was Squares, kinda, you were sure they weren't. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of as a kid, this is sort of like a little, little view into another world that's, Paul Lynn. that's much more crazy Paul than Lynn. the world I was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like... Santa Square! <laughs> X to win with uh, <laughs> Paul Lynn. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he was Uncle Arthur in Bewitched. Yeah. Oh, I know. Hi, Sam. <laughs> God damn, I yeah. love that show. Uh, and man, Samantha. The 70s. So. Samantha Holy awesome. shit, were the 70s out there, man. Yeah. Mm. But uh, anyway. Hey, Bob Creighton was just go. a little bit more out there. He was kind of in that cutting edge wave. He was oh, cutting yeah. edge, man. Yeah. yeah. Cutting edge. Yeah. Porn. Home porn. And it. I guess one thing I I don't know I I don't know if it was all consensual or if he had the the creepy you know a Weinstein kind of stuff going on too. It seemed to me like it was all consensual. It, like yeah, he would just yeah. pick up women in a bar because he was Bob Crane. Yeah, and, yeah. You know they wanted to get banged by Colonel Hogan. I guess I don't know. Right. So there's you know it. it I, so maybe some people want to do that kind of thing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So. I'm not not here to judge. No, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for listening. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's been episode 184. Good night and 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 God bless. Have a pleasant yeah. tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't watch Autofocus tonight. Oh, no, have don't. a pleasant tomorrow. Don't. Yeah. This is Bob Crane. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can do that. I can just turn that
I see nothing. <laughs>